0: Hey everybody! It's uh, Stephen, the old world gamer, along with Scott Devin Kane. We're back for more Retro Any Pixels podcast. Yes, sir. And uh, hopefully, you guys are excited for this because I am excited for this.
1: I am always excited for this. This is the main main appeal of me having a day off is being able to sit with you guys and podcast and have some have some fun with this. Oh, and by the way, you can actually see me now. Yeah. (laughs)
0: it, well, it, wasn't a, now.
1: it wasn't an eventually thing. It was a one week thing. Can we have that going for us now.
0: Indeed. So it's <laughs> not just lonely me. Yeah, right? <laughs> Alright. So, I guess. So, he,
1: so, there's two ugly mugs now instead of one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: that's right, ladies. Just for you.
1: <laughs> hey, you know you like your blue helmets?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right, so uh, if you'd like to start with your news, sir.
1: Absolutely. We'll get right off the bat right off the bat with giving us a little bit of an update on that um wonderful Sonic movie. The uh <laughs> they've already uh said that they are going to delay the movie now up until uh 2020. So the uh, the movie's been delayed up until early 2020 in order for filmmakers to make the blue character just right, which the thing they really needed to do. According to the game's director, the Sonic Hedgehog film would now be released on February 14th of 2020. It was originally slated for 2019 in November. Uh, the first trailer for the Sonic Hedgehog... Sonic the Hedgehog, excuse me, wasn't received well due to the Sega's mascot's appearance. Fans took to social media for a proper roasting. And I I'm assuming you've seen those screenshots of how, like, god-awful it looked, and... We, uh, Fuller took to the Twitter at the time to acknowledge and assure fans that everyone at Paramount and Sega was fully committed to making this character the best he can be. though some changes were going to be made to the CGI character. <sighs> Good. That's all I can say. Is, <laughs> thank God. Because, oh my God. It's like <sighs> you ever just have have, like, a nightmare where you have, like, the guy with, like, the random face in your dream, and you know that whatever you're dreaming isn't real, but then at the same time, you can see that horrific face, you know what I'm saying? That, (laughs) that right there, was exactly what that sounded like, and it was just, (coughs) oh my god, but, uh, February 14th, Valentine's Day of 2020. That's, that, that's uh what that's nine months that for yeah nine months so they're gonna have plenty of time to polish it up and they're gonna have plenty of time to you know just release more looks on it and then when that one doesn't look hard or it doesn't look horrible where they can actually get on with the movie or they can make well i, th- movie.
0: I think people gotta realize too that like it's not that easy to just create a, a brand new character like Oh no. Basically that's what they're gonna do. They have to do a that means like if you're gonna be doing a movie quality CGI <sighs> character, that means they have to make sure those facial expressions are spot on. They can't just use the same uh, modeling skeleton for the last one if you guys want the, the looks to be changed. Right and, and so yeah, it's gonna take some time because they probably already had that shit done and over with and thought, okay, we're good to go. We can do everything with this Sonic and now we can start doing this movie thing. Then they show people, hey, look what we got done so far, and they're all like, no, no, the worst, no, and then they're like, absolutely shit, not, shit, we're back at square one. We oh yeah, all over no,
1: here. it was like, just, it was so bad, and I will, I, I will say that, I it, it kind of looked like. Like the Detective Pikachu sort of thing, maybe a little bit worse, but for a character like Pikachu, it's hard to fuck up. You know what I'm saying?
0: Pikachu is pretty has a pretty solid look, but going from like cartoon slash comic Sonic to CGI, that's a
1: huge jump. Oh, it's 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 big, and you you have to make sure. As I will say, fanatical as the Sonic fan base is they're going to want this to be right the first time because this is the first time we're getting you know like a full-length sonic movie so we've had you know other pokemon movies and they've all been like the cartoony thing but like detective pikachu and all that stuff made the stuff look really good so now that we're going into the sonic franchise these fans are going to want something that looks way better than what we were given yeah because the so,
0: Sonic fans are hardcore fans just like oh, they are yeah. for a lot of communities
1: oh yeah so uh moving on <laughs> uh, so anti loot boxes will be given a uh, will, will be presented uh, this was on May 24th so there is a bipartisan there's bipartisan support for the bill that will be making uh, loot boxes illegal so the bill pr- uh, proposing a ban on loot boxes in games marketed to children is gaining support. Josh Hawley, a Republican senator representing the state of Missouri, repre- uh, recently proposed an anti-loot box bill that will prohibit their inclusion in games marketed to children. Dubbed Protecting Children from Abusive Games Act, the bill has garnered support from two Democratic senators, Senators Ed Markley, or Markey and Richard uh, Blumenthal. The bill will be officially introduced today. Though this step hasn't necessarily mean that the bill will turn into law, it's certainly going to far, or further than any proposed legislation on limiting loot boxes and games. Should it pass, the game publishers will be fine on including loot boxes and games played by those people under 18 years old. The tricky part, of course, is deciding which games are, decided, or are designed for children. In these cases, they refer to COPPA's classification. Uh, Halley isn't shying away from calling out certain games and publishers. Speaking to Kotaku, the senator name-dropped FIFA Ultimate Team as a potential target. Uh, FIFA would indeed be covered by this legislation to be clear. Uh, They've certainly expressed their shall we say concern over the legislation, but I think that it's it's probably a good indication that we're getting some. Uh, Interesting Senator Maggie Hassan, who last year the ESRB to review whether or not loot boxes are being marketed in an ethical way, did not sponsor the bill. So here's the thing, alright? There's already been a lot of talk about like the loot boxes and the gambling, where there were uh, Twitch streams that were doing specifically this, just gambling on stuff like for Counter-Strike weapons and stuff like that, and honestly, these guys have a lot of influence. Okay? These people, a lot of kids nowadays, like uh, even my children who are like 12, 12 and 14, watch a lot of like Minecraft or um, Roblox or any of those, you know, <coughs> of the people who play those games online. And games that have loot boxes and stuff like that, they're going to be there, like, oh, you can get all this cool stuff out of these things. Oh, mommy and daddy, I need this money to go gamble on these loot boxes. I completely understand this. Uh,
0: but here's the thing. If they're going to just limit these to games that are like 18 plus, guess what? A lot of kids are playing those games because their parents will buy them. Well, yeah. Because, you know what? It's easier to babysit your kids if you can plop them in front of the TV than it is to have to actually look after them yourself. Especially if you're already sewn into your own fucking phone. Mm-hmm. So, the big problem isn't just the games. <coughs> it's just... The parents. The parents are going to be the ones backing this. They're the ones that go down to... I literally went into a customer to, to install internet and stuff, and he said, yeah, like, every week, I'm basically giving my kid $50 to run down to EB games, get a card so he can come back home and buy Fortnite stuff. To make his character right. look pretty. exactly. Not even, like... And as far as I know, these items are not to any benefit. It just changes the world. They're cosmetic,
1: kind of yeah. See, here's so, the thing. So, games like Fortnite don't actually have loot boxes, per se. Um, but the actual Battle Royale version of Fortnite doesn't have anything like, um, any loot boxes. But the the, but the, uh, the game mode Save the World does. The Fortnite version, uh, uh, the version of the game Save the World does have loot boxes. Uh, here's another thing to think though the way that f- the save the world started is that you have boxes okay it was open these things get your stuff whatever mm-hmm. the way that it works for these loot boxes is that they're called x-ray llamas now where instead of just like opening a random loot box you're going to see a how does that figure into you, you,
0: you
1: it? You just cut out there for a second, well, bud. Oops, sorry. Um I was referring I was refer- referring to called what are called X-ray llamas, yeah. which are loot boxes that already So, how does that figure into it? Are those going to be part of it too? All right. Now, let's take another game that I'm really concerned about when it comes to loot boxes, and that's Overwatch. Okay? Now, think about this Overwatch, its ESRB rating is Peggy 12. Mm-hmm. It is not a game that has an age rating of 18 and over, but it is obviously, you know, an FPS shooter game. Will Overwatch be part of this? You know? Where, where, it's a game that's obviously, you know, uh, it, it's obviously meant for an old but...
0: Damn, you're cutting out a you, lot there, bud.
1: Am I? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's the internet connection or what. Uh, I'm gonna check uh, if there's anything else I can close as well.
1: It's probably me, for what it's worth. But, um... So, it's it, uh, Peggy 12, and for it's and it's team for, for the United States. So, again, this is going to be a game that could potentially be affected by this legislation. Mm-hmm. And Overwatch has always been about, like, hey, you know, there's loot boxes everywhere. You know, every level, you get a loot box. You do arcade, you get a loot box, you know, all that stuff. So... I'm curious about you know who what games they're going to be targeting for these sort of things.
2: Hmm.
1: Um, speaking of Overwatch, Overwatch is finally getting re- finally. Hmm. Uh, Blizzard has brought brought replays to Overwatch. the uh, The PTR was updated today, which was the 24th, uh, with a new patch. It adds the replay feature when it launches in the next couple <coughs> of weeks. The game will automatically save up to 10 replays for all players. Uh, there's a new replays tab under the under your profile, which is where you will need to go to them. They'll go to view them. Replays work as you'd expect, recording the entire match from the perspective of all players. When you load up a replay, you'll be able to switch perspectives at any time. You'll also have access to a few other tools for better control action. These will include the ability to slow down or speed up footage. And set up uh, static cameras to help you better appreciate how or how certain moves played out. The replay feature will same will feature the same UI used in spectator mode, meaning you'll be able to jump between first and third person at will, mm. just like highlights. Replays too will be reset with the release of every patch. It is only available on PC, but the feature will launch on all consoles once testing ends. Honestly, this is something that that's needed to be that needed to have been in Overwatch a long time ago. This will also make it so that uh, people who are doing like non uh, non MLG streaming, like people who would like like do locals or anything like that, will be able to take like specific things from their streams, and you know now we can do like this this uh, YouTube replay. Or you could be like, hey, this is what happened in this match. Check out this really awesome thing that happened in the match, and now you can refer to it much later. Like, you know, here's a week later. Hey, you know, we had the locals check out this player. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where it's well, like,
0: another thing is if you are a competitive player and you're playing against a team of people and you had some issues with them, you can go back and study that match over and over again as much as you'd like. So,
1: yeah. Tom um, likes PP. <laughs> He's, he's he's a friend of mine. Don't
0: worry. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> he knew who you were, so I kind of figured. <laughs>
1: I know, I know who it is. That's good stuff. But, um, again, like uh, you know, like I said, you know, this is, this is something that Overwatch is definitely needed. You know, oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, peanut gallery. But, uh, you know, just just being able to just straight up make your own highlight reel, like. YouTube or something.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: or you can you know like if you're streaming you can go back to a replay and be like all right so where was this guy what did he do all this stuff you know it'll be able to like definitely change how people are going to be able to stream and YouTube watch and I think this is a addition that is going to increase the popularity of uh competitive overwatch for a spectators From the view of a spectator. So, uh, one last thing about Overwatch, (laughs) because a couple things tied in together, uh, the Overwatch Workshop is now available for all. I am super excited for this Overwatch Workshop. Uh, After roughly a month of testing, the workshop is now available for all players. The workshop is Blizzard's way of expanding the already great content players have been creating through custom games. The workshop allows for much greater control over uh, game components previously inaccessible to players. Uh, It allows players to create entirely (coughs) new game modes, modify behavior of heroes and weapons, change the camera perspective, and more. You can even make subtle balance changes and more complex script-based tweaks. Uh, the workshop itself and all player-created content is now available in Overwatch. Creators will be able to easily share their work through custom links, and anyone interested in browsing what there can, can continue to rely on in the custom game's browser. So what this, what this is showing you here is that you're, you're going to be able to allow players to basically just do one. Alright? Like, they were showing that that, that portion right there with Genji, where it's like, the floor is lava. So, anytime you touch the ground, you're taking damage. Or, you can change it so that, like, people's weapons have different reactions, or you can slow down gravity. Or, like they were showing just there, where it's, um, where the payload is a magnet, and it forces people to stay on payloads at all times. Or, it makes it so that you can have, like, Elemental effects on weaponry, or like they were showing in you know in that preview, you can make Torbjorn's weapon always freeze somebody. Or you can make it so that shields provide more shields, or shields provide less shields. Uh to just create just this crazy content. And along with replays. This is going to be an awesome, awesome game mode. So not only are players going to be able to show people their replays on YouTube, it could be like, hey, we invited 10 people to play, or 12 people to play in this Overwatch game, and this is what we did. You know, We made it so that it's all Tracer only with 600 hit points, and the only way to kill anybody is with her you know, stuff like that. So it's going to make, like they're saying, an already fantastic game, a game that's still heavily played to this day. Mm -hmm. They're going to make it so that even more new things are available. Because Blizzard Blizzard themselves have already said that the community has a much wider imagination than they could ever imagine. So, like, just, like, like they were showing you, like the floor is lava, so now everything has to be done in the air.
0: Everything you know, nowadays you... is being modded and being changed and being hacked and right. So I mean, so, you might as well give people the option and be able to take advantage of it for yourself instead of right. letting it go to the side and letting other people get it, you
1: know. And just like and so just fun. saying that you you have this. Hey, let your imagination run wild. Do exactly what you've always wanted to do in this game. Mm-hmm. So now that now that all players have access to this, the the possibilities of Overwatch just like endless now. So I'm definitely looking forward to playing some of the super creative content when it comes to Overwatch. Um, so moving on, uh, the next Pokemon Go Community Day is going to be June 8th, and it will be f- uh, featuring Slackoth. Uh, next Pokemon they Va- uh, blah blah blah. Uh, Slakoth, the normal-type Pokemon introduced in Gen 3, is your next community-dated creature in Pokemon Go. Perfect for those who are obsessed with Sloths or just think they're cute. Uh, <laughs> the monthly event will be live between 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. local time. In the base games, Hoenn level evolves from Vigoroth turning 18, and in the Slack King evolves at 36. Uh, bonus and exclusive moves where Slakoth are not shown at this time. Uh, as usual fast tms and charged tms will not grant in ex- the exclusive move you must catch or evolve the feature pokemon during the community day hours along with it um you'll also receive one quarter egg hatching distance and three hour lure bonuses and also because it's community day just keep your eye open for shinies you know so finding your lucky shinies uh june 8th is the day to do it june 8th is let me hit the calendar it's not this saturday but uh two weeks saturday from now so
0: keep your eyes that open
1: saturday yeah so so keep your eyes open for um for your shiny slack off so uh moving on uh so sony has set up a production studio to adapt its games for film and tv Sony Interactive Entertainment is getting serious about turning its popular IPs into TV shows and films. The the company established the PlayStation Productions, a new division dedicated to finding ways to adapt Sony's expansive portfolio of games for film and television. Sean Layden, chairman of Worldwide Studios, is overseeing the production company, which is headed by Asad Kilbash. THR reports that PlayStation Productions, based in Culver City, California, has already started working on its first few projects. Sony obviously has its own film studios, and the company hopes that the new division will make use of its expertise on both ends. PlayStation production will produce, uh, leaving Sony Pictures to distribute. Uh, for the last, uh, for the last year and a half, two years, we spent time trying to understand the industry, talking to writers, publishers, and producers. Said Kobaj, we will be. We talked to film producer Lorenzo di Bonavaria and Kevin Fiek to get to really get an understanding of the industry. Layden said that the team has been studying what Marvel did in turning comic books into the biggest cinematic events in history. It would be a lofty goal to say that we're following in their footsteps, but certainly we're taking inspiration from that. We have 25 years of game development experience, and that's created 25 years of great games, franchises, and stories. We feel that now is a good time to look at other media opportunities across streaming film or television to give our worlds life and. Though the reveal doesn't drop any franchise names, Kripalbash says that the decision to adapt an IP into a TV show or a feature film would depend on the series, noting that it will have to stand up as great as movies or TV shows. This has been a passion project for Leighton and he admits hoping that these projects tie, will tide fans over as they wait for new games and sequels and existing franchises.
0: As long as they do enough. Uh, me and Robin were talking about that recently, that with all these new streaming services and everything that's coming out, one big issue that I've had uh, with a lot of them is that, oh, look, it's a new season. Oh, look, it's ten fucking episodes. Mm-hmm. I get that it's a smaller production and stuff, but, jeez, it doesn't mean you have to stop at ten episodes. Like, oh, I know. It's a full twenty At the very least. Like, most most places even do up to, like, 24, some 26, which is, like, you know, one every two weeks, more or less, if you think about it. But
1: either way, like, 20 would be fantastic. Right. And, oh boy, can you imagine how people would act to a God of War TV show?
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. They could do it. They could easily do it. There'd be, have to be a lot of CGI production value put into God it. God of make War. It proper. S-
1: Spyro? Mm-hmm. A Spyro TV show? Like a cartoon Spyro? Yeah. I They, they might have done that already, didn't they? Uh,
0: I'm not sure. They might have put them in that... Uh, I know they have them in that other game. Um, fuck, what is it called? The kids were crazy about it. You got little amiibo things that you use with them and everything.
1: Oh, Digimon? Or?
0: No. Uh... Damn, I can't think of what they're called now but I mean uh,
1: if you remember like medieval dude I would be so down for a medieval Skylanders Skylanders there you go gotcha
0: yeah
1: I mean th- there you go there's another franchise Come on it would be so I mean mo- then
0: you could definitely include uh, spy room with that because I mean you
1: know. Jason Mom- uh, Jason Momoa just got announced that well There you go, folks. Damn. From the the horse's mouth itself. (laughs) But, um, speaking...
0: Jason Momoa gets announced his Kratos in a live-action
1: God of War movie. Yeah. For those who didn't hear that. Yep. So, speaking of PlayStation Productions, they have a first project. It is a twisted metal TV show. Oh, I've heard about that, yeah. Sony is putting the newest established PlayStation's Productions division to work. The company confirmed that it's currently developing a twisted metal T show. Sony Pictures chairman CEO Tony Viz is the name there. Holy oh, crap. Uh Vince Acera, Tony Vincicara revealed to uh, the news to investors as reported by IGN. He also confirmed that the long in development <coughs> uncharted movie is advanced mm. develop is in advanced development. Unfortunately, Venuscara didn't give out any details about either, not even when the studio expects to either to be released. Sony actually attempted making a Twisted Metal movie in 2012, but never materialized. When the company announced PlayStation Productions earlier this week, studio head Asad Quillabash said that the team has spent the last four years trying to understand the industry and how faithfully ad- to, uh, how to faithfully adapt PlayStation IP in a way that works for TV and film. They so, have to make
0: Twisted Metal, like, fucking...
1: Like Mad Max?
0: <sighs> yes, but, like... They also have the hardcore uh, fucking, I can't remember, uh, is it Sweet Tooth? Is that the name of the
1: clown? name? Cl- yeah, that's Sweet Tooth.
0: Yeah, they need to make him crazy as fuck. Like, make oh him God. hardcore, like, horror, insane, fucked up. Like, they need to make him super crazy, and people are
1: just gonna be fucking eating that shit up. Who else can you possibly make a main character? Like, uh, like Twisted Metal with Sweet Tooth as your main anti-hero, I suppose? I mean,
0: if they could do it from that perspective, yes, or unless they, but then who would they have as a protagonist, I guess, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, dude, I have played Twisted Metal since its very first iteration the PS1. Like the, the the first place, the PlayStation X.
0: I was a huge fan of Twisted Metal Black on PS2. Yeah, was oh, fucking boy. awesome. Black
1: was really good.
0: It really was. It was if, the difference was it, between what you wanted from Mario Kart and, and what you that. got from things such as Destruction Derby for N64. Mm-hmm. And then it just all of a sudden it kind of mashed them together, and that's kind of how Twisted Metal Black was. And I thought it was amazing.
1: I loved it. Oh, I loved it. Oh yeah. yeah. Now and that said, like, Metal Black was kind of like a more dark game to the series where it, like, it really changed it so that it's like, okay, this is going to be, like, a cool free-for-all, kill everybody, where Twisted Metal Black was like, this story's pretty dark. This story's pretty deep. You know what I'm saying? So try taking something like that and adapting it to TV. That, I think that would be freaking awesome. And also, this gives, like, uh... What Sony Productions or, or PlayStation Productions? It gives them a chance to really go deep on some of these character stories, where Twisted Metal really did like a lot of times. You did get to see exactly what was going on in the characters' heads a lot of the time. You know what I'm saying? Because they had profiles, and you got the movies at the end, you know, where they got their wish and whatever, whatnot. But They never really went super deep into their characters. Like, where did Sweet Tooth come from? Yeah, that's true. You know, where did. Like, why is he the way that he is? You know? So, this would give, like, Sony Productions, or PlayStation Productions, I'm sorry, an opportunity to get super deep character development for the characters of the Twisted Metal series. And then, like, once they finish that, okay, now that we have character development, here's a new twisted metal game. Yeah. With now that you have all of these super deep character d- d- developed now, now that you know where all of these characters are coming, now here's a new game that can take more than just the vehicular combat in Twisted Metal. Now you can go even farther with it. You can do even more things. So, I am definitely looking forward to this for for damn sure. Mm-hmm. Um, just just a quick glance over on this next article. Most selling game on all platforms in April. MK11 dominated the charts of every single platform it came out on. Uh, April was somewhat of a quiet month for video game release, and the latest NPD re- uh, report reflects that. Though the industry overall saw a 1% growth in spending, much of that was the result of strong software and accessory game card performances. Uh, industry generated $842 million in spending during April across software, hardware, and as well as accessories and game cards. Um, hardware continues to decline. During April, hardware spending fell 29% compared to the same period last year, down $160 million. On the other hand, continues to carry the segment, posting growth compared to the declining PS1 and the X, PS4 and the Xbox One. The switch, unsurprisingly, was the best-selling platform, in April and 8-Bone continues to be the leader so far this year in both unit and dollar sales. In fact, the switch's 32 gig neon red, a red and blue Joy-Con model is the single best-selling hardware item this year so far. Who's surprised? Yeah, it's a Nintendo. It's a Nintendo console. Um, Uh, Software sales rose a decent 15% during the period, bringing in $427 Mortal Kombat 11 was the biggest game release in April. So it stands to reason that it dominates the charts. Yeah. Not a real big surprise here. I mean...
0: Mortal Kombat came out strong as hell, dude. It it pretty much just spoke to everyone who wanted this gory fighting game. And it just kept working with that because... People still want that. People still play Grand Theft Auto because they want to shoot people with guns and run them over with cars and rob banks and go off-roading on, you know, in in whatever the hell you want. Can't hurt yourself on a motorcycle if it's in a video game.
1: Yeah, right? (laughs) I mean, and also for everything that I've heard, it's just, like, one of the best Mortal Kombat games. I haven't actually gotten to it myself yet because I've had so much just, like...
0: I haven't played a new Mortal Kombat game in, like, years, really. It looks like Scott might be gone. He must be getting, like, weather up there or something. Gotta wait and see if he rejoins. Is it me? Looks like I'm. No, I'm still there. Scott has died. Oh, wow, he lost connection. So yeah, there there was something going on there with the connection there. Hopefully he can join back in in a moment. Here he is. Can't hear him yet though. Unless it just tried to auto like. At him before he's even ready, I don't know. Sometimes this is what happens with live podcasts. <laughs> Are we gonna get our Scott back? I don't know. Oh no, he's out again. He's back again?
1: I can you hear me yet?
0: I can hear him now. Nice. Alright, right. okay. There I'm not he sure is. what that was about.
1: Alright, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I was definitely able to hear you all that time. I don't know what was going on with that. Oh,
0: crazy. Yeah, okay. That
1: was really weird. I don't know. That was uh, really weird. Alright, well, MK11. that's going a lot.
0: Ooh, you're I, cutting bread.
1: Are you having, like, weather up there right now? Yeah.
0: Ah, that's probably why. Yeah,
1: it's like it's raining and all that stuff.
0: Hmm.
1: So, anyway, so let's see if I can get out a little bit more here, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, God of War has sold over 10 million units worldwide. Uh, God, the, 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 the new God of War, I'm assuming that they're talking about here, has sold over 10 million units since April 2018. Uh, Sony announced that it, in a recent, represent, or a recent presentation, God of War has sold 10 million units since its release. Uh, Sony Interactive President and CEO Jim Ryan provided the figures during the company's 2019 corporate strategy meeting. It was at this meeting Ryan provided a look at Spider-Man running on the PS5 hardware. God of War had sold over 3 million units within three days of its release. And 5 million units in one month.
0: Oh, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, people Holy. jump to shit on that. You knew, well, man, think of all the popular streamers and stuff, too. As soon as they see something big like that come out, they jump on that.
1: Wait, three million days? Holy hell. Yeah. I mean, 10 million units in 13 months, that's that's insane. this is this is what i was talking about when it comes to like having like the, the playstation productions when they're gonna do like tv and movie stuff god of war is a must and now that we're finding out to uh that we're actually getting a god of war movie this is like they have to if if you think that that sonic movie if you even think that that sonic movie is going to have fanatical fan base just you wait until they start showing god of war stuff
0: Especially with the women, like, swooning over
1: Jason Momoa. <laughs> yeah, no joke. fact, it's going to be... Oh, boy. So, PlayStation Productions, you have... Because if you don't, you're going to have people with torches and pitchforks at your front door. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. So... Epic Games had themselves a epic fail, for oh. what it's worth. Epic Games Store customers have run into a fairly unusual roadblock. It's what's becoming a weekly occurrence now. Players are upset about something to do with the Epic Game Store. So we, we went over this last week that the Epic Mega Sale was going on, where you're going to be getting $10 off of any game, are $15 or more. We already covered that last week.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. The store is currently hosting its first ever sale, the Epic Mega Sale. Ignoring the recent controversy regarding some publishers removing their game from the store until the, same as the game sale is over, players recently became aware of a different problem. Twitch streamer Patrick Boivin uh, Boyvin? So, Boyvin, uh, shared a recent experience they had with the store on Twitter. According to Boivin, buying five games in quick succession got his account locked preventing him from making future purchases. Next is Epic's overzealous anti-fraud measures. When this happens to your account, you'll need to contact support to get it resolved if you want to make any purchases in the future. Epic Chester told Game Revolution that the block was indeed intentional as a means to prevent fraud. This was a result of our aggressive fraud rules. If a player has run into this issue, they should contact player support so we can investigate. As the site points out, the Epic Game Store does not currently have a shopping cart, which forces anyone interested in more than one games to make repeat purchases. In this case, it was five in a row, but it's not clear if that's the minimum required to trigger Epic's anti-fraud measures. Five games? games. No, no, no! No, Block his account! Block his account! Five games?
0: No, no one wants to buy five more games. (laughs)
1: Don't buy too many games. It's certainly not a message anyone running a store would whatever want to send. The customers don't appear to have much of a choice in the matter. Oh my god. Are you guys serious? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me right, now So, so... Okay. So, <laughs> what you're telling me is that you have this cool sale going on and you're taking $10 off all these games with $15 a piece? Man, I've got like 50 bucks in my pocket. I'm ready to buy a whole bunch of games. Nah. I'm sorry, what? Like, nope, so you bought five games. Potentially, it might be less depending on, you know, the anti-fraud bullshit.
0: And imagine if you wanted to
1: buy more.
0: They're, they're basically just making sure
1: they don't nah. get more money. Like, that, that doesn't... And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How in the world? How? How in the world do you have a storefront for gaming and not have? Are you guys for real right now? They have what? They're, they don't have a cart. There's, oh there's no yeah, cart the shopping cart. Yeah, no, that's ridiculous. It's like how, like. Like, well, it's easy. To, they I probably got
0: one of their programmers to make their website. He didn't know how to do a shopping cart, so they were like, oh, it's fine, anti-theft stuff things or whatever. Oh, and God. they said, okay, yeah, that's a good idea, and that's how it went. Guaranteed. They just said, here, you, you make the website. We'll give you a bonus this year.
1: It's like... <sighs> I'm going to, the, the brand new supermarket just opened up down the street. Hey, guys, I'm going to go in here and I'm going to buy myself a whole bunch of groceries. Um, sorry, sir. Uh, you We don't have shopping carts. You can only carry four items into our store. What the hell are you Oh, and by the about? way, if
0: you buy more than ten items, then we're going to mark you as uh, somebody
1: We're going to kick you out until you talk to the customer support. <laughs> it's like, this is so brainless. This is beside brainless like if you are doing a store anywhere you know I mean creative stuff you know an Etsy or like an uh, eBay or anything like that or anything like Amazon or whatever <laughs> all that stuff is if you a store you need to have a cart a shopping cart thing implemented into this this is just this is just lazy work it's like there's no other explanation to it, other than just pure laziness. Like how? I'm moving on. I, I, I can't. I can't do this anymore. Epic, get a goddamn shopping cart in your store, yeah. Really? Please, Jeez. like come on. This is just, it's just so beyond stupid. It just hurts. Another news. For all of you Doctor Who fans out there, because I know that there are plenty of you, Doctor Who VR game is announced, bringing those series villains to life. Doctor Who. Doctor Who? Doctor Who? Doctor Who fans rejoice! Today, May's theory, the developer behind VR titles like The Vanishing Act, announced a feature length VR game called Doctor Who The Edge of Time, set to launch in September. What a game stars game Dr. Foo. Yeah, right? Dr. Foo and Who Man Shootin'. Uh... The, the game stars the doctor's current incar- in- incarceration? Oh my god. <laughs> the, the, the current doctor's under arrest. You, you're playing the game and you're just sitting in a jail cell for 30 okay. hours. I hope you like your game. It took your sonics... Ex- it's me. Oh. <laughs> anyway. The game stars the current doctor's current incarnation played by jody whitaker and tells an entirely new story the doctor has been hurled through time into the end of the universe a virus that threatens to rip apart reality itself has been unleashed players can pilot the tardis on a journey across both worlds familiar and strange to recover a series of powerful time crystals that can repair space-time and ultimately save the universe itself uh, Edge of Time will arm players with the iconic Sonic Screwdriver and task them to solve puzzles while grappling with some series' most notorious villains, the Daleks and the Weeping Angels. Hmm. We are interested to see what interacting with these characters look like, particularly for the Weeping Angels. In Doctor Who, these aliens take form of vicious life-size stone sculptures that only move when people... ...between this concept and VR technology could make for intense gameplay. Jesus. Doctor Who The Edge of (laughs) Time launches in September for PSVR, Oculus Rift, Oculus Quest, HTC Vive, and Vive Cosmos. The series has seen a number of licensed games in its 55-year-old history. Most recently and oddly, Peter Capaldi and other cast members reprised their roles in LEGO Dimensions. So, the thought of, like, VR... Like, I have to deal with Weeping Angels, but anytime I actually blink, they move?
0: Yeah, that's like, pretty fucking trippy. I'm not going to lie. Holy
1: shit, that's going to be neat as hell. Where, it, like, it takes, like, the real world of Doctor Who, well, the real world, but, like, the world of actual Doctor Who, and say, now I have to deal with the Daleks and Weeping Angels in, like, real scenarios where if I blink, the angels move. Yeah,
0: that, like, that's trippy. <laughs> oh. <whoa.
1: laughs>
0: like I said, and, you just like walk around like like, oh, he's yeah. out, like around.
1: no, I'm not blinking. Have, I'm gonna go play my Doctor Who VR. Where's my <coughs> eye drops? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really, I'm saying. just
0: have a constant like eye drop gonna, urinating gonna, into your fucking I'm gonna, oddball.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna tape my eyelids open so I can deal with weeping angels. Oh, God. So, let's
0: um, Speed run that game. <laughs> yeah. So, oh. um,
1: <laughs> late last year, um, Telltale, Cl- Telltale Games uh, closed their studios. So, after its closure, Telltale Games are starting to disappear. Uh, if coping with the closure of Telltale Games last fall isn't hard enough, uh, hold on uh if coping with the closure of telltale games last fall isn't hard enough people pre- prepare for more heartbreak according to the digital distribution site gog.com the now delisted from the storefront a post on the site's forum states that the rest of telltale's titles will be removed from gog monday the 27th so if you are listening to this podcast now that's tomorrow okay These Telltale games will be removed 6 a.m. EST. Okay. If you're listening to this podcast tomorrow or whatever day, well, you list out on it. Uh, This includes The Wolf Among Us, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Hector, The Bridge of Carnage, both Batman Telltale games. Uh, (coughs) uh, Batman the Enemy Within. The entire Salmon Max series. That's and the Puzzulation series, as well as StrongBat's Cool Game for Attractive People. Anyone who has purchased these games on GOB before the deal listing will still have access to the titles in their libraries. Uh, Tales from the Borderlands was also support, supposed to be cut, but according to a statement from publisher 2K Games to your gamer, we are looking to get Tales from the Borderlands back up on digital storefronts as soon as possible. All prior digital purchases of the game will, of course, still be honored and supported. So this is kind of like I don't know. It's Telltale Games have been kind of like a you know like the Walking Dead, the Telltale Walking Dead series. Like I've seen a lot of people on YouTube going through those games, and like they're like a super emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I have personally played Tales from the Borderlands. And I played
0: the Game of Thrones ones, uh, or at least I started playing them. Right. fucked potatoes?
1: (laughs) Tales of the Borderlands was really, really a cool game. Hmm. And it got me involved into some of these characters that I'm really looking forward to seeing again in Borderlands 3. So, for what it's worth, I understand that they were called (coughs) telltale games, and this was just like the basis of, hey, we're telling a story, this isn't like a traditional game where it's like you're going to be interacting and shooting and stuff like that. That's not what those games were about. They were all about going through a world and being told a story, interacting with the story a little bit. But it was kind of like, like a really souped-up visual novel for what it's worth. Okay, like these games were basically just a conglomerate of quick-time events, but you got like super, super good stories. I mean, they did the, the Walking Dead and Game of Thrones and Stranger Things. You know, so obviously these were stories that were like super deep and super, you know, important to people. And, you know, so if you're listening to this stuff now on the podcast right now, I would suggest if you're looking to get some of these games, now's the time to do it because you are not going to be able to get them on GOG for much longer.
0: I'm sure there will be other places from. I'm
1: hoping so because there are some really. I mean, Sam and Max, man. Like Sam yeah. and Max. How long has Sam and Max been around? They've been around for a while. I want to say like, like at least, at least to the nineties. They've been along for a long time. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know if you've played this, Stefan. Uh, if you've played Slay the Spire. Slay the
0: Spire? Yes, I have. I played it before you did.
1: The addicting deck builder roguelike Slay the Spire is going to be released on the Nintendo Switch. Nearly two years after its original release, the indie Hitsley like the Spire is Nintendo Switch on June sixth. Even after the long wait, the deck building roguelike is gripping and addictive, dare I say perfect for the Switch. Uh, developer Megacrit Games announced that the deck builder would come to the Nintendo hybrid console on Steam Forms yesterday, it will be twenty-four ninety nine on the eShop. Slay so the Spire is roguelike where you need to per- build the perfect deck and fight through a legion of enemies in order to get further along an ever-changing Spire. It only came out early access in January, although players have been raving about it for years. It boasts very large player base that should only increase with its release on the Switch.
0: Yeah.
1: The Switch release has been delayed multiple times this year, and the PS4 version only came out a few days ago. There hasn't been any official word on an Xbox One version, although fans have been asking for repeatedly for it on Reddit. Slay the Spire has reached more than 1.5 million sales in March. So it is a certified hit and is only just releasing on the major console platforms. We're bound to see it succeed more as new players dip their feet into the world of roguelike deck building. Mm-hmm. Um, I have played my good fair share amount of Slay the Spire, and I will say, when it comes to deck building games, me and a lot of my friends are i would like to say experts in it because i mean we bought like the entirety of the dc universe deck building games we bought we have the naruto deck building game which is like Scott Whoa.
0: likes to play cards
1: i like to play the card games but <laughs> good luck finding like the naruto deck builder it's like 400 fucking dollars now it's like super rare and it's like One of the best deck builders that's on the market right now. I have the Street Fighter deck builder, which is another one that is supremely good. Um, But the thing about deck building games is that you need more than one person to play them. Not so with Slay the Spire. Slay the Spire is you versus a basic tower of monsters. And the idea is that you have to get yourself all the way to the end boss by... Fine-tuning your deck, and you know there are multiple characters that you can play against. The Ironclad, the Silent, and I am going to brain fart in the third one. Uh, the Construct one. Son of a bitch. That was his name. Well, <laughs> moving on, because <laughs> I completely forgot what his name is. But um. Yeah, the like Slay the Spire going to this going to the Switch is definitely going to just skyrocket its sales. It's already sold one point five million after coming just off of its uh just coming off of its early release, so I can see the game getting to like three million, four million sales. And so easily. It's such a it's such a good game. It so is, yeah.
0: It's not easy no. either, so you're looking for a decent Oh no it is well. not. Yeah, oh it really is not
1: easy. Oh, oh yes it is. <laughs> so it Dauntless Dauntless just released recently, and Dauntless is basically what I'm going to equate to is free the free the Slate Jeez. I'm still on Slate Aspire. Uh free to play Monster Hunter. Okay. Here's a problem. It's really popular. Hmm. Dauntless is so popular that the waiting times are now roughly three hours. Dauntless, the free to play co op fantasy RPG, is rather popular. How popular here, you ask? Popular enough for players to be reporting a three hour wait to get into the game, That's with great. many encountering Dauntless's matchmaking in progress bug. If you're one of these players eagerly waiting to sample it for yourself, you'd be happy to know that Lab, the game developer, is keeping everyone up to date with its attempts to fix it. As the tweet above shows, you now won't just be shown that you have to wait three hours to play. Instead, you'll actually (coughs) see your position in the queue. In fact, they've doubled the capacity of Dauntless already, meaning that it should be easier for more people to play. Apparently, it's working on a one-in-one-out system at the moment. And it's no wonder as it recently announced that its player base has grown to over <laughs> 4 million players. This game just came out. Mm. It, just, Crazy. it just came out. Phoenix Lab has said that the, alter, the alternate possibility was to turn things off. While well, we decided it would be better for people to play but potentially wait a while than not to be able to play at all. You know... I <sighs> I seem to remember something that happened along the of this and there's suddenly some game diablo 3 i'm just throwing it out there when when will they learn when will they learn that okay you stress test a game all right you stress test a game with like x number of people like whoever are playing the beta but the beta is always like way too small And then you have its release, and it's Monster Hunter. Okay? The game is basically free-to-play Monster Hunter. Did you not think there was going to be a lot of people interested in this game?
0: Yeah, really,
1: though. I mean, it's Monster Hunter! The game's been around, like, Monster Hunter itself has been around for how freaking long now? Like, 10-plus years now? And every new game gets, like, a billion new people playing it i mean i'm being i'm being obviously you know over dramatic about it but people still you know flock to play new monster hunter games mm-hmm. so why in the world would you think that a free-to-play version wouldn't have a crap ton of people trying to play it mm-hmm. exactly. it's like like come on guys this is just uh... so uh, perennial story here And this is the one that I am most scratching my head about here. Sony may be be developing a VR glove for the PS... And possibly even some VR pants. Mm -hmm. I'm getting that look from the background. What? (laughs) Breaking news from the thrilling white-knuckle world of copyright patents. Yes, I know. Sony are working on a VR glove designed to develop... (laughs) Okay. I'm already laughing about this, because it's like, it's bad. It's really bad. <sighs> Designed to, de- de- to deliver haptic feedback for your fingers, it's one step closer to the trippy feature you see in movies like Ready Player One. Now, that or a repeat of Nintendo's infamous Power Glove debacle. That's what I was just on about. Described as the sexiest of terms as a glove device... The new patent notes that this glove envelops said finger of the user that contacts the user interface device. And the haptic response processing module uses the haptic profile to impart changes to the haptic feedback based on a type of interaction detected. In other words, if you touch something, you touch something. What the fuck? Because Uh, because you have to have
0: some science included in there. Because
1: Vanity Fair Star Wars photoshoot is fresh in our minds, let's say that you pick up a virtual lightsaber within the game. You should, in theory, be able to feel the hilt in your hands before it's even there, technically, even though there is nothing there. That's a tremendous step forward in the VR technology. What's not clear is whether this would actually work with current PSVR model or a success for the upcoming PS5. As far as we can tell, the VR glove would achieve all these things through, clutch of impressive, through a clutch of impressive gear. That shopping list of components includes compressed gas, liquid, or electric motor, heating, cooling element, and more. Which doesn't mean that the device will definitely use them, of course. More that Sony is considering. Well, regardless of what makes the final cut, these parts are coming together to provide far more nuanced feedback than you'd expect. As the patent says, the head-mounted display is used to identify interactions between the glove device and the virtual object to define a magnitude of type of haptic feedback provided to at least one portion of the glove device. Why would you want what pants it's saying, like that, though? What it's saying is that if you look at something try to pick it up, you're going to feel it. That's Why cool, though. the fuck so what i'm understanding is that if i go into a vr game with another player i'm going to be able to jerk him off and feel his cock in my hands <laughs> is that what i'm getting at is this what i'm getting no Am because doing...
0: then you'd have to have a virtual like you know, they don't know if there's a cock there in other like words you'll
1: world. be able to sense how big or small an object is or more specifically the Haptic device can stimulate a texture or virtual object, the shape of a virtual object, an amount of pressure virtually exerted on the user by the virtual object, an amount of movement such as vibration or other movements of the virtual object, or approximately the virtual object to a second virtual object. <laughs> oh, Jesus, oh, this another is just words, ridiculous. This is words, leading
0: into sexual stuff, you know. In that. other words,
1: you're gonna be able to tell how big the cock is that you're jerking off of another player. <laughs> oh, well, you're from Asia, aren't you? (laughs) Slightly worryingly, it also be able to give a response to being held, a response to being moved, a response to being crushed, a response to being tossed, a response to being dropped, a response to being felt, a response to being rubbed, a response to being squeezed, a response to being pressed. (sighs) Stop. I'm getting... <laughs> I'm sorry. For all of you who just saw that, oh, really? I'm getting peanut gallery in the background. And all, is, all I see is this in the background.
0: Welcome, you know, friend,
1: to the podcast. <laughs> although the gloves get the lion's share of the attention, there's an interesting line that suggests the technology could also be used in... An, artificial, an article of clothing capable of being worn on the user, such as a hat, footwear, pants, or shirt. I'm aware that they're using pants in the US sense here, but I'm just going to pretend that it's the UK underwear version because it's infinitely funnier. While I can't imagine PlayStation rolling out VR briefs anytime soon, but there's no indication of any clothing being used other than gloves, the possibility of a full VR suit is fascinating.
0: Yeah, we need, like, a ski mask, but it cover the mouth, because you have to have that tactile sensation for your
1: mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like, so uh, so we're going to have the VR mouthpiece now, so that we're going
0: <laughs> to... No, it's just going to be the full ski mask. <laughs> So, if we
1: get the VR mouthpiece, not only can I jerk somebody off, but... Uh...
0: No, because we want to eventually go in a direction that where we're just full-on being able to touch anyone everywhere. Oh, my God. That's where God. it's going. You know that's where it's going to go. If they mention pants after mentioning gloves being able to do that, you know that it just means the entire on, body's going to have to is, be covered.
1: This is the just thing. so stupid. Feet people not are th- not going
0: to th- let it go. They're going to want to have, like,
1: full-on no, foot cover. No, they're going to have... No, we're going to have like full VR sessions where we're going to have 16 people in a group and we're all going to be jerking each other off. So there's going to be a group like, hey, we have, we have a circle jerk, but we're like in 16 different countries, guys. A
0: setting just for like, toe jam.
1: Like, I. <laughs> My final story, because that actually came out a lot funnier than I thought it would uh, League of Legends mobile version could be on the way, and here's what we know so far. Uh, there's plenty of mobiles on mobas on mobiles and the king of the genre could be headed to an iOS or Android device near you if a new report is to be believed Riot Games and its parent company uh, Tencent are creating a League of Legends mobile version according to anonymous sources cited by Reuters Uh, Reuters Reuters uh, uh, no. through the new, though the news isn't official, it feels long overdue with how much Tencent has inve- invested in mobile gaming in the recent years. They were also behind PUBG Mobile, by the way. According to the report, the mobile version of League of Legends has been in the works for more than a year. Riot Games reportedly declined a proposal from Tencent to make a mobile version of the game League of Legends years ago, and its parent company has put out several semi-competitors in the mobile space since then. However, none of them have had the same worldwide brand recognition and existing player base as League of Legends. Ergo, it's finally time to have League of Legends on your phone. Uh, here's what we know so far. The League of Legends version release won't arrive in 2019. Reports say that the work on the game has been underway for a year, but you shouldn't expect it this year. Riot Games hasn't officially announced the title yet, and there's always a chance that the Royal sources were off-base on the whole thing will never actually come to fruition in the first place. Uh, The League of Legends mobile gameplay could resemble Arena of Valor. League of Legends could be ported almost directly onto mobile platforms, but it would be pretty tough to play, especially for long matches. For some insight into what Riot Games may make to create a more mobile-friendly MOBA, you could look at its sister game, (coughs) Arena of Valor, which retains the same MOBA fundamentals while cutting down match length and complexity. Uh, League of Legends mobile iOS and Android versions are a safe bet. Some mobile games are exclusive to either iOS or Android, but that's very unlikely to be the case for League of Legends. Uh, Tencent is is likely hoping to broaden League of Legends' appeal, and that just means approaching the players on as many platforms as possible. Um, I am honestly, like, super surprised this hasn't already happened. I mean, League of Legends is huge. It's been huge for... how freaking long now? I mean... I remember playing this game like. God, how old? Okay. Uh. How old is. wow? It was. For... The word LOL has been used since the days of ICQ. <laughs> 2009. Bullshit. The so League of Legends is. is approaching on October 27th, of 2019. It is approaching its 10th anniversary. It's
0: crazy. Wow.
1: Jesus, time flies cold. way too fast,
0: Scott. Tell yeah, me, no slow
1: down, slow down, Scott. Yeah, no joke. Slow. But um, I mean, League of Legends just seems like, like like almost everybody and their brother knows. Like, if you if you game almost at all, you know what League of Legends is. You know what it's about. It's the same map that they've had for ten plus years, and people continue to play it. There's clearly something going on, you know. And the ability to be able to jump over to an iOS or an Android platform, I think, is just a no-brainer. This is something that really should have been done ages ago. But game's good. The game is good. So you know, as you know, as Johnny just told us, the game's good. So this is you know, like it's just you know, this is a no-brainer. This is this this is going to happen. So. That is all for my section of the news, so I'm going to throw it over now to my co-anchor, O-World Gamer.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, sorry. One second there. <laughs> I'm
1: okay. now going to throw it over to my now-wakey-up co-host, Oh world Gamer. <laughs> hey,
0: okay, that's what I wanted to do, was hit there i
1: and... uh-huh. in my shit.
0: That's what I'm trying to do. So, did I accidentally turn off... Yeah, I did. I turned off Scott. Jesus Christ. I'm See, I'm still getting used to shit. <laughs> it, it turned me off. Mm, I'm so sorry, Scott. All right, so we're going to go through the uh, NES World Records for this week. All right. It's about as many as last week. Apparently last... And we only started from Wednesday last week, but... Yeah, apparently last week there was a ridiculous amount. There's still a good amount this week. So... Let's just get right into it. First up, we have Hattress, any percent, shop zero. Uh, This actually happened, I think, twice uh, within the week. He improved his time. Uh, Right now, it's at 1458 by Syn, S-Y-N. Next, we have Fire, any percent, uh, done in 1808 by Jacobo, the Chocobo. Damn. Uh, we also have Metroid category extension, no mini boss, 15 minutes 37 seconds by Retro Gaming 2084. Uh, we have, I think this is also an improvement to the world record, Crystallis, any percent, no wild warp, which we covered last week, mm-hmm. 55 48 by oversworn Pew. which is still incredibly fast, sub one hour. That is, is damn fast. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Quarth, uh, full game, done at 31:01.
1: By oh. Nick six 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 one zero one. I don't know, know people ran that game. What? I didn't know people ran Quarth. Oh yeah, every game is ran, dude. I might have to look into that. I love Quarth. Is it the Game Boy version?
0: No, NES dude. These are all NES.
1: There's an NES version of Quarth.
0: It was probably for Famicom. Yeah. Now, I'm
1: in yeah, okay.
0: Hold now on. you've had a new game you can speedrun. He's already hold gotten on. to look at
1: it. Hold <laughs> on, I'm going into my, my NES library right now.
0: Uh, next yeah. up, we have Mr. Super Pitfro improving his world record for Renegade Easy at 344. I think he's still aiming to shave another second off of that as well. Dude is crazy. He loves I don't it. I want to talk about it. Uh, next up, we have Land, all levels, one loop, 22 minutes, 47 seconds. By 01 Ogopogo.
2: Pogo. Ogo Pogo. Uh,
0: next up, we have. Okay, there's some weird stuff about this record. Okay, first, Gensou Sayuki. I may have pronounced that horribly. Apologize to any Japanese people. Super Monkey Boken. Any percent. Done in 4 minutes 20 seconds by EIP25.
1: I would. There were. Two I'd be other. I'm more impressed if I knew what the hell you were
0: on. No, uh, wait. This, this is what the important part is. There was at least two other people who were, who submitted world records for that. That when I went and looked at their videos, they were no longer available. Uh huh. The other thing is, the person who actually has the world record for this put up a video showing if you play this game on console and then play it on uh, an emulator such as the one he used, FCEUX, which is one of the most widely used, Right. it doesn't run the game properly. It runs it faster than it does on console.
2: Uh-huh. So the
0: worry is, hey. how many other games does FCEUX actually play faster? And that means how many games have to be redone for speed and timing? Right. If that Dude, is the just... case, is it only for that game or particular types of games? I don't know. That's he just done a side by side comparison that shows that it's it is faster. So wow, it, that could be something that has to be looked Ooh, into. That's a little shady. <laughs> uh, I, I am not the authority on that. Uh, I mentioned that in, in a couple of different chats, and no one even mentioned or said anything about it.
1: Yeah, that's why they said that. like. That's why they said like on certain, um, certain speed running rules that they specifically say that you are not allowed to use certain emulators, and that has to be why.
0: Yeah, and FCEUX is usually one of the accepted ones.
1: For yeah. Yes. It has to be just something to do with the ROM it itself. It could be.
0: Yeah. Now at the same time, they said Nestopia. I think it was was uh, could run it uh, at the same speed, but I think Nestopia is also considered.
2: Not I'm, I'm one, not I sure.
0: I'm not up on what you can and can't can or can't use. So, yeah. anyways, I mean,
1: I think it really depends on the game because I use uh, when I was doing the Metroid speedrunning, I was using Nestopia, and Nestopia was one of the ones that was accepted. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I think it may just have to do with like particular ROMs not functioning well with particular emulators. I would just, oh, I would could just very assume. well
0: be. Alright, so moving on. Uh, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, Heroes of the Lance, any percent, done in 5 minutes, 17 seconds by, I may butcher this as well, Vrialis. V R I A E L I S S. (coughs) Uh, Next up is another Metroid category extension we discussed last week, Tendo. Tendo. Done in 5 hours, 52 minutes, uh, and 26 seconds by Retro Gaming 2084. She's just... Uh, <laughs> I don't even want to get into it. Uh, next up is Final Fantasy 3 Any% percent Western Rules. Uh, 6 minutes 21.2 seconds by Bison underscore H.
1: Really? Okay, then.
0: There must be, like, a credit glitch or something like that. Or... Yeah. Uh, uh, next up... Legend of Zelda second quest thirty two minutes twenty two seconds by Lack Attack twenty four. I
1: I watched the entirety of that and who that is an interesting run.
0: Yeah, it seems because, like Lack Attack is all over the Legend of Zelda. Oh, he's
1: Lack. like the he's the Zelda one god yeah. and. The second quest run is so much different than the like the first quest run, mm-hmm. because you have to just do different things in different ways, and the second quest has, like, uh, there were old men in dungeons that require you to give up rupees or give up heart containers, and the fastest Jesus. way to do the runs is just to give up the heart containers, because you need the rupees so bad. So oh, it's yeah. like... By the time he got to the end of the game he had only like nine hearts or something like that, or maybe even less Jeez. so All right. and then having to defeat Ganon and you I don't you don't even get the magical sword if I remember watching that run correct okay. so you imagine having to go through the second quest without the strongest weapon in the game and have to fight Ganon without the strongest weapon in the game
0: and that full iris
1: Woo! <laughs> and no potion, mind, mind you. No potion. Jesus. So, yeah.
0: All right. Up next, we have Espatine. Uh, Any percent done in 9 minutes, 6 seconds by Whitehead94. Uh, we have Friday the 13th. Any percent done at 2 minutes, 58 seconds by PGH Guitar Guy. <laughs> That's
1: a lot of rocks in Jason's face.
0: Ugh. Well, they probably do knives, I would imagine. Or probably even get the fire by then. I'm not sure how they do it. Uh, it's been got me. I was watching Toad do it, but I can't even remember what he ended up fighting him with. But uh, anyways, Legend of Zelda, category extension. It actually switched places. One person made an improvement, and then it changed I, bitch, I missed, what, uh, I missed category- what version
1: that was. What's that? I missed what version you said.
0: Uh, Legend of Zelda, category extension. Open 9, any percent don't know what that means. Anyway, it's 9 probably, minutes, it's, 9 seconds by Yunos. E-U-N-O-S.
1: It probably just means that you get to the door in level 9. Like, when you, you get to level 9 and you go into the first room where it's like the old man's there as those who do not possess the Triforce may not enter, it's probably just going into that room, I'm guessing.
0: I, I don't idea. know. I'm just I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not really sure. Well. Um, and next up I think is uh if I'm reading this right Con- Super Contra seven. I-, I might have to go back and relook at that one at, at another time, but it's beat the game Quad percent. am pretty sure it's a rhyme hack. five minutes, 45 seconds by peony and Littlefish. And uh, oh, next up is two. By Mr. Cool Kid, Super Mario Bros. 2, any percent, Toad only, done in 8 minutes, 52 seconds, and Mario only, in 9 minutes and 17 seconds. Nice. Dude, Uh, it's got fucking world records, man.
1: uh, Just as a little, like, add-on to this, Super Contra 7 is a bootleg game on the Contra series developed by ECS Limited in 1996
0: for the Famicom. Oh, okay, cool. Um, next, oh, actually one that uh, Scott might be interested in, Tetris NES, so not the Tangent version. Uh, right. Tetris NES, 300k points, PAL, done in 2 minutes, 6 seconds by P.M.Y.A. Uh, hmm. next is Legend of Zelda, category extensions, TDO glitchless, 32 minutes, 35 seconds by Ruslugs.
1: Not sure what that is.
0: Next is Super Mario Bros. Category Extensions Second Quest Warpless, done in 19 minutes 20 seconds by Roy LT. Next is Golf Grand Slam, I'm pretty sure this switched hands as well uh, this week. Uh, Tournament Any Percent, done in 15 minutes 28 seconds, uh, currently by Burst Error. And our last world record for this week, Micromages, hell mode, which is one we mentioned last week, mm-hmm. it has been beaten uh, ten minutes forty one seconds by Rayquaza nine one one. Wow! Yeah, Rayquaza is a bit of a legend. Stuff uh, too.
1: There, the other. Uh follow up on that the TDO glitches for zelda Mm -hmm. uh the rules on it are it's called the traditional dungeon order which means that you must do the dungeons in sequential order Ah. so um you can't you can't block clip screen scroll uh, key door glitch bait storage or uh, a recorder wrong warp So you basically have to just do everything in the order and time stops when you stand next to zelda so it basically play the game correctly as quickly as possible.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> Alright, so moving on to uh, a new segment I've added, which is my Discovery Queue. My Steam Discovery Queue. I've oh seen a few of the games already, and I'm not looking like I'm happy with this.
1: Can't wait.
0: <sighs> oh, well, first is Bloodstain Ritual of the Oh my night. god,
1: how did I forget Adding that to my wish
0: my list. Uh, Scott has no news on Bloodstained. Oh, my Rich God. Off even he said he yesterday. didn't like this game whatsoever.
1: He's, oh, my God. Like, it has an official release date. Here's, here's a little bit more on Scott's news. Bloodstained has an official release date. I think it's June 29th or June uh, 28th or something uh, like that. Uh, I don't remember which one it is.
0: For the pre-purchase,
1: uh, 18th of June. <sighs> yeah. I can't believe I forgot to talk about Bloodstained. Oh, my God. It's yeah. like the last thing I'll ever get to say about it, because it actually has an official release date now. How did I forget? Uh,
0: let's see. I like the visuals so far in the game. I don't know how I like her movement, though, to be honest. That, there's something about it that seems a bit, like, framey. Is, is that a good word to like- Oh, yeah. The
1: way that, well, they upgraded the graphics for, like, it, like, it graphically... Didn't look all that great, and then uh, Kojima was like, or Kojima, um, uh, d- d- I don't know his name. I'm sorry. Igarashi. Jeez, yeah, was uh, Kojigura, or Koji Igarashi, Ko- Kojima. That's ooh, ooh. Oh, I didn't just say
2: that. I
1: did. June. There you go. Uh, June June 18th. There you go. I said 28th, but it's 18th, which is. Three Tuesdays from now, I think. It releases on a Tuesday, I believe. June 18th is, yes, it is one, two, three, four Tuesdays from now. So yeah, basically, My, my big issue
0: with the whole graphics look is that it reminds me a lot of how a lot of the remakes of classic games have been going, which is this kind of weird, slow, floaty look and feel. Which I, I'm not a huge fan of. I'm not saying that I don't like the game, so before people freak out, uh, <laughs> it's nothing about the game at all. It's just I'm not a huge fan of how slow, like, even with the way she jumps, like, I don't know, it's, like it's like, it's, uh, that's it's not as realistic just, as,
1: It's. As, it's definitely Symphony of the Night, though. It's definitely in that same floaty Alucardy. I, I,
0: again, I'm not a big Castlevania player, so... No,
1: I, I mean, that's I, fine. I, yeah. I mean, for me, this...
0: <laughs> Anyways, I've added
1: that to my cue.
0: Let's go yeah. to this next.
1: Yeah. Can't believe Otaku's Adventure. This
0: sounds perfect. Multiple endings, <laughs> funny, indie, RPG. Oh. Uh, what
1: the f- um, what in the hell? What the? What? Whoa! Whoa!
0: Whoa! No, I'm just gonna say no of that. Whoa! Inheritance Fugitive, Action Adventure Open World Indie Sandbox. This just came out. Oh, if people are all over this, or are gonna, they're gonna get all over it.
1: Whoa,
0: you're actually a fugitive in this game?
1: Let me guess, some sort of experiment? Experiment? Experiment. I'd rather than wear green. So, what I'm seeing is the old school Grand Theft Auto.
0: No, 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 no. This still has like a, um, an aspect of, uh, like I think, uh, stealth and stuff to it.
1: So, it's Grand Theft Auto meets Hotline Miami.
0: Kinda, yeah, I guess. I would almost say Commandos, actually. Um, that was a PC game where you're a bunch of like British Commandos, or Allied Commandos, I should say, trying to go into like Nazi bases and stuff. And you're trying to sneak your way in or find like the easiest way in without like disturbing people, and then you can see people's whole camera views and shit. Anyways... Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. It does look more old school GTA. Yeah, which is yeah, still cool. It doesn't look terrible. No, it looks actually pretty. I would, I would probably play this. I would probably play it. I'm not gonna add to my wish list. Actually, you no, know I will add to my wish list because if you want me to play it, I'll fucking play it. Layers of fear oh. too. I you guys probably Hmm. I don't think <laughs> I'm a one for a psychological horror. Nope, me either. No. I do apple juice. people who are into that stuff. Just it's not my tea, it's not my cup, it's not my cup of tea. Mostly tea negative, eh? Assassin's Creed three remastered. Real? Wow. No, Ubisoft. Uh-huh. Uh Fantastic Dan Maku Festival Part two.
1: Um Bullet Hell. Anybody who knows me knows that I love Bullet Hell games. So this looks, like, fun to me.
0: Nope.
1: Oh. So, for me, yes. Uh, Neptunia shooter.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No. I do not want to play fucking bullet hells, man.
1: Um, it's... It's, it's bullet hell in the, in the Neptunia world, so... This looks fun, though. Uh... These sort of games always, like, freak me the fuck out, and I couldn't tell you why. I definitely
0: know a handful of dudes right now who'd be fucking balls deep for this. Wolfman, for sure. Blind Man's World, for sure. (laughs) The boys would love this stuff. So it's like... (laughs) Wow. This is like... Uh, I'm sorry Captain Tony Lamont I don't know who you're calling but uh, (laughs) this is like eat some cake getting baked it's like Russian Life Simulator wow okay let's just ignore that Russian
1: Life Simulator so Jesus what you do is you go to work, you make thousands of dollars of money, you give it to the government, you work, you move on. I'm not playing this either.
0: What the f- So far, this has been a TERRIBLE cue. Yeah,
1: I'm no kidding.
0: God's trigger. Excuse me? Are you gonna play the video, or...?
1: A violent, frantic, ridiculous shoot-'em-up. Sure.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to launch a cock-sucking trailer, but it's not doing anything.
1: Has some potential. When your preview videos won't even fucking work.
0: No. <laughs> we immediately turn off the sound because apparently indie developers use music that's copyrighted. Is it really? A lot of times, yes. Our, we got hit for copyrights on our YouTube upload, but I'm pretty sure the only song that was really... <sighs> out there that you could hear a whole lot was the stuff from the so trailer. So this is service. just another
1: Enter the Dungeon. Yeah, no, I am wouldn't be interested in this at all. That's what I'm staying, right?
0: <sighs> yeah. This is my last one. Granny Simulant. I'm sorry, what? And there's a baby coming up behind him with a hammer. What? What? What?
1: the hell am I looking at oh Grady got domed oh oh, oh you little bastard kill that bitch oh, oh Grady's got lasers what the fuck
2: whoa whoa
0: oh what my gosh I-
1: what what am I looking at Also, I'd like to also point out the fact that fucking, it went from 11.59 a.m. to 11.60 a.m. to 12 o'clock p.m. I'm just throwing that out there.
0: (laughs) Tess, kill your grandmother. Jesus. Oh, yeah, I just here's a knife.
1: What? Hey. Oh my god. What?
0: Whoa! All right, Why so would you
1: stop the movie there?
0: We're, we're done with this. Dude. Also, ignore. Finish my queue. Steven. Yeah. What the fuck did you just make me watch? It's not what my the fault. Anyways, what what we got our game deals that? coming up now. Uh, first off, we have Humble Bundle's Tiny Build with Graveyard Keeper. I've wanted to play Graveyard Keeper for Walls. But uh, yeah, paying only a dollar gets you Punch Club. Which is a fantastic uh, simulation game by the way. If you if you're into numbers and stuff, Punch Club is for you. Ooh. Ooh. Uh Final Station, I have not played. Diaries of a spaceport janitor, I've heard is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And Speedrunners.
1: Oh. <laughs> Speedrunners. So
0: much fun. It's tell worth it paying playing. a dollar just for either punched Up or Speedrunners. I know for
1: Let sure. Let me tell you about playing Speedrunners against Stefan. <laughs> Fucking sucks.
0: No, it doesn't. Because there's always someone better than you somewhere.
1: Yeah. You. Because <laughs> I remember never winning a goddamn game when I played against <laughs> you, you. You
0: just gotta play a while, that's all. You you have <sighs> better than me. You play card games that I can't do anything with. Fair Are You enough. beating a game with Slate of Spider? Yes. No, I haven't. Anyways, I, yeah,
1: I've beaten it. I've beaten it with pretty much every character.
0: If you pay six ninety nine nine forty one Canadian, uh, you can get Hello Neighbor, which is actually a really trippy game. I've seen watched someone play that a couple times, and I was like, "This is way too trippy." Streets of Rogue, fantastic game. I yeah, do I've, suggest. I've seen you guys that. play.
1: I've uh, seen you guys play Streets of Rogue. It looks really cool.
0: Really good game. Uh, Cluster truck can be fun. It's basically a running game, but you're running on the back of transport trucks one after the other, and huh. you just have to make it to the end. Anyways, uh, next up is Party Hard, and Party Hard High Crimes DLC. Party Hard is a fun game, a lot like Hotline Miami, but more stealthy. You have to try and, like, kill as many people as you can at a party or something like that, or... Anyways. Hmm. Uh, $13 gets you all the previous games, plus Party Hard 2... And graveyard keeper. Graveyard keeper. I've wanted to play graveyard keeper for a while. That now. looks
1: like a really cool game.
0: <clears throat> I've been told it's the Stardew Valley of, uh, of, but with graveyards. I'm just like, what? How does that work? I don't know. Can't go wrong. Anyways, moving on. We have Indie Gala showing us uh, some decent deals. Super hot's forty percent off at fourteen ninety nine. Super hot. Super hot. So you guys got about four days.
1: If you haven't played Super Hot, it's actually really cool. It is and a good game. It's a really, really cool game. And it's about being able to do like the stuff from like The Matrix. And, and you play. can speedrun
0: like, it. There are people speedrunning. Oh
1: all yeah. Which is ridiculous. It's like speedrunning Super Hot when the game is all about doing things in slow. In
0: yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm just saying. Bullet time. Uh all right. Next up is Kingdom Two Crowns. Uh it is twenty percent off right now, fifteen ninety nine. Uh we also have Hitman Game of the Year Edition, seventy-five percent off. Ooh. For fourteen seventy eight. It was almost sixty dollars.
1: Worth it. That's a huge yes, sir. price drop right there. Hitman's a great series, so oh yeah. Get for Except it, for the second one,
0: the second one, I literally watched my buddy get it, he came home, ran through the game with Twin Desert Eagles in like a couple of hours or something like, like he literally just went ba 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 blah and just ran to the exit every time and was fine, it was ridiculous, but yeah, either way, still a good series, it's all, you can play it however you want really. Next up, you've probably all heard of ARC. It is now 60% mm-hmm. off at Indie Gala. Instead of paying nice. $50, 20 bucks is a much nicer price. And it is a fun game. It's a great game. If you like survival, mm-hmm. you like sandbox stuff, um, this would be a fun game for you.
1: I'm probably going to be picking it up for the Switch at some point.
0: Nice. Alright, moving on. Fanatical has some deals on. First off... Um, no, wait. What the hell? Is, did it take away what was supposed to be there? I'm not 100% sure. oh Whoops. Anyways, <laughs> the Uprising bundle uh, is 669 It comes with Republic, Oriental Empires, Fantasy Versus, Ziggurat, and Snake Bass, which I've heard Snake Bass is supposed to be pretty good. Almost like a Banjo-Kazooie type game. Uh, Masquerade Songs and Shadow. Asura, uh, Vengeance Expansion, Lifeless Planet, Premiere Edition. Lifeless Planet's also supposed to be good. Uh, Smoke and Sacrifice tracks the train set game. Now, just because I don't say any of those other games aren't good, doesn't mean that they aren't. I just haven't played them. I've also heard that Ziggurat was also supposed to be a pretty decent game as well. But the headliner of Republic and Oriental Empires have yeah. not played either. But you're looking at 200... 200- dollars worth of games for about $7. Um, yeah.
1: Around. ninety. You always like when a sale has a little box in it that says 97% off. Like, yeah,
0: really, though. Where I are you going angry. wrong here, folks? Just, just get crazy.
1: them. Uh, $7 right. for that much. Come on.
0: See, again, something happened there. It must have been a bundle that uh, stopped being a bundle. It, it probably... The time in on it. but that's all right. We still have other ones. We have an SNK <laughs> Classics bundle.
1: Oh boy! You can
0: pay uh, for tier Ooh one. Boy. You can get yourself the King of Fighters 13 Steam Edition, Metal Slug X, Metal Slug 3, The Last Blade, Twinkle Star Sprites, Shock Troopers. Shock Troopers? Whoa! Yeah. Hell yeah!
1: And that's Yo, all if you guys for haven't,
0: 430. If you guys mark. haven't
1: played no Fort, what? Hell yeah! If you guys have not played Shock Troopers, that game is awesome. I love Shock Troopers; it is so good. Also, as is
0: King of Fighters, as is Metal Slug. Dude, uh, it's an SNK
1: Classics bundle. I'm those. just like I'm at half chub.
0: Yeah, all of those um, games are fantastic. And if you get tier oh, two, you also get the original Metal Slug and Metal Slug Two, as
1: well. Ooh,
0: and it's only um, an extra dollar, dollar ten for those other two games
1: nice um in that whole cut cl- in that whole bundle right there the one that i'm actually the most i'm, I'm actually looking the most forward to is twinkle star sprites
2: mm-hmm.
1: it is kind of like like bullet hell it's kind of it's a bullet helly kind of game but you're playing against somebody it's it's like bullet hell versus so, you know how in Tetris, like when you're playing against people and you like send your junk over to them?
0: Yep.
1: It's that in bullet hell sort of flash fashion. The game is really cool. And if you've not played Twinkle Star Sprites, dude, look at this. Look, it's like going to be like $7 American for like. Look, look, you're getting four metal slug games. $7 I mean,
0: American. Come When did our money get to be better than yours? That's awesome. We-
1: it's like, or for whatever it is. I, I...
0: <laughs> if it's five <sighs> fifty for me, it's like $3 for you, dude.
1: Yeah. I mean, you get four Metal Slug games already. That's right there is like a super deal to begin with because if you've not played Metal Slug, go play Metal Slug. Metal Slug. And Twinkle Star Sprites is an amazing arcade shooting game. So just this is like the most value I've seen in a bundle type thing. That I've seen in a while. Every game on that list is quality. Every it's game.
0: I've anything last week. It's <laughs> no, he I'm loves SNK. I know, dude. dude I right. love
1: SNK. <laughs> you have no idea.
0: Next up, Warner Bros. Interactive Entertainment is having a big sale with Fanatical right now. 66% off Mortal Kombat X. Mad Max is 80% off. Hitman 2 is 50% off. Fear is 87% off. That's a bundle. Uh, Mortal Kombat XL is 81% off. Uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War Definitive Edition is 60% off. Uh, yeah, we got just just a lot. Just look at them all. There's a lot of good, lot of good stuff there. A lot um, good
1: I'm, stuff. I, that's I only page before. one of five. Oh, wow. Jeez. I mean, I've even said before, like, I'm not a real big fan of, like, the the, 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 psycho, the psychopathic or whatever, psychological horror mm. games, but if you've not played Fear, Fear is an amazing series, and if you, I'm not much into that sort of stuff, and I'm not really much into horror games, but Fear was really, really good. It actually made me want to play more than one game in the series. And that's so not even, like, my cup of that. tea, yes, somebody might say. No,
0: I'm, I'm not into it. Can't do it. Sorry, Scott.
1: Oh, that's, that's fine. I mean, it's <laughs> not for everybody. Like, if you can't handle, like, super freaky-out horror stuff, it may not be for you, you know? That's fine.
0: And next up, and the last deal that we have is the Bankai Namco Entertainment uh, sale. 50% off of Soul Calibur VI Deluxe Edition. Dark Souls <sighs> Remastered, 42 so percent off.
1: I'm so mad that I'm saying this now because I paid full price for Soul Calibur
0: 6. What?
1: I paid full price for Soul Calibur 6. I'm so tilted.
0: Oh, and there's Soul Calibur 6, just regular edition for 50%. Yeah. Yeah. Jump Force is on there as well, but no no, uh, price reduction on that. Not all their games are on, unfortunately. A lot of other good games, but still expensive as hell.
1: I mean... I would love to play
0: Jump Force. That would be so good. Yeah. Uh, I probably only play Goku. Of course you would.
1: I mean, let's be real about this. I probably only just play Goku.
0: Alright, first we're going to go to Kickstarters, then I'm going to do my news, and then we should wrap it up by that point. So, First half, I have a new NES game, Soko Banana, an 8-bit puzzle game for the uh, Nintendo. Do I have to refresh this? Just to get like free? give me my video back. Alright, let's have a watch. You gonna let us watch it? Or use, uh... what? Hey, we're, back. we're fully back, guys. We're taking our video down. Eat me. Did they take their video? I don't know. I, I tried to play some... Play- <laughs> oh, here it is. Now it goes crazy. So yeah, here, here's the so cool Bananas. More or less. It's just an easy little puzzle game, but again, I'm cool with just being able to get an NES game. (laughs) And I do, oh, we'll be featuring some uh, games for the NES, some of the newer games for the NES, once I get to them on RetroQuest. Whoa, those are a little bit suggestive. Those bananas. Oh, I like the box too. It's plain as fuck, but I like it. Perfect. So yeah, it's basically a little puzzle game. I can't see it being a bad thing. They're only looking for 7000 so they weren't asking for like a billion dollars to make a fucking game or anything. $7,000 is very acceptable. They've already made it. Obviously, they've almost doubled it. They only have six days to go. Only 160 backers. That's actually still pretty good.
1: Yeah, right? For that kind of... That kind of... Uh... It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Alright, so,
0: you can get a digital ROM file, instruction, PDF, and a digital soundtrack for about $7 Canadian there. Um, They're expecting this to be out March 2020, by the way, so we'll be having the new game by that point. T-shirt edition, I guess, comes with a T-shirt as well as the same as the previous. Physical light edition. For old school gaming on a real nest, this is the reward you need. $42.00. Get you the game on cartridge, a gray cartridge. You get a dust sleeve. You get a, a, a copy of the ROM fall the PDF, and the soundtrack. Standard edition, you get the gray cartridge, uh, instruction booklet, and a box dust sleeve, and same as everything else. Uh, and that was uh, for sixty-three dollars. For hundred and six dollars, you get the limited special edition. Game cartridge, it, yeah, limited yellow, oh, there it is right here, limited yellow edition. Instruction booklet, box, limited numbered special edition box, didn't show yet, oh, sneaky. Dust sleeve stickers, official t-shirt, credited in instruction booklet, digital copy. That's actually, I, I, I like that. The t-shirt and the special edition box, so good. All gone for 179 producer edition. Design a level together with us on an island of your choice. Uh, I would pick, like, Hawaii or something. Just make them really pay for it. <laughs> uh, credit in Game Instruction Book, Game of Cartridge, limited yellow version. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the, the physical edition, uh, limited special edition, seems like my favorite by far. I mean, yeah, it'd be cool to design a level with them, but, like, considering they're all gone, I'm cool with that. that that's Yeah, man. A t-shirt and a special game. Mm, I like it. All right, and again, there's still six days, so you can show them the, your appreciation by going over there and uh, kick-starting th- them, giving them more money. I mean, they might. There's a of so. cards, man. That's. Well, they've already I mean, made a range soundtrack around about around ten thousand. So, there's an end boss at fifteen thousand. Oh. oh, oh. So we're only like a little less than 3,000 away. Or actually closer to 2,500 away. we getting an end boss of the game. That that sounds fun. There you go. All right. Uh, next up, we have. Hegemon Pass. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to pronounce that. Hegemon? I would
1: imagine. I'm assuming, I'm assuming it's Hegemon. Oh.
0: Hegemony pass, actually. Because. Hegemonome. Uh, uh, the reason being, uh, you follow Queen Persephone. So, the O N E is actually une. Pronounced, I guess, because of her. Anyways. And her mission to retreat the throne to the underworld. Whoa. <coughs> I, I like the look of this game, honestly. That was just me. It felt very Famicom like to me. But, like. Slightly faster than this. St- mm. Ooh. Yeah, there, there's, it's, it's very unique looking as well, but it's, oh, I like the pixel style.
1: Yeah, right, I like this. And it's all about,
0: uh, I guess the creek and, and, uh, uh, what's the other fucking crowd... Greek and Roman mythology, Jesus. I kept thinking Italian, I'm like, it's not Italian, it's Roman. <laughs> Which essentially is the same thing, but yeah. Anyways. Someone's gonna stab me because I said that. Uh,
1: That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I, I'd like to play this. Take back the throne. <laughs>
1: Medi. Uh-oh. Oh. oh. Different party members can do different things. This is actually pretty cool.
0: Yeah, no, it looks really awesome. I like it.
1: So I'm assuming it's probably hegemony.
0: Hegemony, yeah, that's that sounds more... There you go. Yeah, they've only got two weeks left. They're looking for twenty-four thousand. They've only raised nine hundred. Wow, really? For a game yeah. that looks like that? Yeah, I'm. I was super surprised. Wow, the game looks really cool. It's, it's stealth not... RPG. Like it's kind of, it's almost kind of Uh know. Yeah,
1: it just seems like a really cool game to not have that much backing.
0: Hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, maybe they just need to have more PR for it? I guess so, yeah. Because, I mean, honestly, this looks fun. Like, it looks yeah, like there's nice. a RPG fighting system to it, but it also looks
1: like there's platforming and stuff to it. Yeah.
0: i hope sounds... you guys get
1: your uh, funding for this, because looks really cool.
0: I hope so, because this looks awesome. No, there's no way they'll probably be right. Well, you never know. The right people find out about maybe
1: maybe we might get them that help that they need, you know what I'm saying? Let's hope so.
0: Jesus, this is so nice. And they have some pretty cool uh, rewards over here as well. Design an enemy. Stealthy backer. All those are gone already. Jam. That was fast. Yeah, they definitely need to sell more, uh, more, uh, or get kickstarted a little bit more than this because this is—it looks like it's a really fun game. Yes, sir. I like the style. Uh, next, we have Nox Archaeist, an 8-bit RPG for Apple II, Mac, and PC. They only have four days left. They've already their, met their goal. They're only looking for eleven thousand four hundred. They got somebody 50,
1: just 000. Somebody just donated.
0: Oh yeah, that was their donation since I opened it earlier. So let's have a look real quick. Shall we? Yes, look? sir.
1: Kind of like just from like the picture there. kind of kinda like a King Questy sort of look. Hmm. But is it? Art thou this
0: hero, Scott?
1: Probably not, but you know. <laughs> Oh, okay. yes. Uh, yeah, we're talking about some old, D- or old AD&D sort of looky things. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, this feels so good. We'll go
0: back to more. No, I don't like, care what the name anymore.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> this has the Ultima look upon it.
0: Fast storyline. I like the sounds of that, too. Citizen 10s to explore. Ooh. Oh, this looks so good. I know, I know some people are thinking like, what the fuck is he talking about? To me, this looks fu- Oh! Are you serious? Oh, I'm loving this. This, oh, this game is so cool. <laughs> oh, what? What? Oh, is that dude? I'm coming to get you. I'm
1: get you. I'm gonna get you. Look at my flaming sword. I'm going to get you. All
0: right. I don't need to listen to you, dude. Uh, I understand you're trying to look for money for your game. Your game looks good. I can see why <laughs> it was back so quickly.
1: <sighs> I mean, what else needs to be said? It's like, kind of looks like a new Ultima sort of adventure sort of thing. So
0: so for 59 if- US, 79 Canadian, you can get uh, what looks like to be, ooh, maybe not that one. Full color game box. Printed manual. Whoa, five? Five and a quarter inch floppies? Ah! USB drive container game. Full color paper map of the realm. Oh Digital downloads of the game. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> Collector's Edition box set. Full color cloth map. Ooh. so well,
1: they're going all out for this here.
0: Tokens of the Realm, Game Artifact, Crown Jewel, writ of the Queen, Sealed with Wax, Using the Royal Insignia. Oh, that's pretty awesome. All right? Whoops. Oh, now they have, they shawl it over here. All, oh, it takes like four five and a quarter inch floppies. Where's the cloth map, that looks so nice. Castle box set. Oh my god, they got so much shit. There's so many different things you can do. See, this is awesome.
1: Can only be revealed to one who enters the darkness.
0: Knoxbox, 10GR, poke, 49234. What is all this? And they're gonna give him like an Apple II or something?
1: (laughs) They they actually build you an Apple II and just ship it off.
0: That'd be awesome. I'd be totally down for that, dude.
1: I mean, it would make sense if you're gonna pledge that much.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's go to our last little bit of news. Um, but before we do that, uh, I just want to make sure there's nothing else you had, right, Scott? Scott? Hmm. You said there's nothing else that you had, right? Oh no no no. Okay. Sorry. All right. So uh, this week I've got some uh, some more news from the retro. Indie Retro News. A new NES game services from I-O-Dyne Dynamics. I-O-Dyne Dynamics. I'm waiting for Scott to just laugh at me. I'm just looking over at his fucking face. Keep going. (laughs) Oh, God. So, yeah, this... (laughs) Can we watch this?
1: Wow, a new NES game.
0: There we go. Yit-yit-urse-niraxi-immediate-what? What? Watch, watch this, has nothing to do with the fucking game. Oh, now here we go. What the? <laughs> so far, it looks like a running game.
1: <laughs> mean, running simulator oh, 2019. Hang
0: on, tree, we're almost all extinct. What? Huh? Another game is said to take center stage. We've just come across a tweet from RemWive. They released the final version of What Remains an 8 bit interactive fiction and adventuring, adventure video game for the NES about environmental issues, manipulation of public opinion, and whistleblowing.
1: It's a political game.
0: Yep. Yeah. <sighs> so, you, links to the ROM and the cartridge and stuff is all there. Uh, if you guys want it, uh, head over to Indie Retro News. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a new NES game, I guess. I don't know how much I'd want to fucking play it, then I know it's actually all. I physical. mean, uh, sure. I
1: mean, it's a different idea for what it's worth. So
0: I mean, maybe it could be fun. I mean, speedrunners don't care about stories, so I mean, maybe it's speedrunnable. <laughs> That's all I get.
1: How That's do we? Uh, how do we make a dystopian future as fast as we possibly can? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's speed run this sort of <laughs> this kind of game. Like, how fast can we overthrow the government? Go! Depends on <laughs> how much money you have, I guess.
0: Now I know Scott said he's not a huge fan of these types of games, but uh, Winter Dane, a Double Sided Games, announces a new Commodore sixty four rogue dungeon crawler. Uh, Double Sided Games has been the highlight of the retro community the last few months. Not only did they announce that Black Dawn Rebirth is coming to the Amiga, they also announced the 1st of July they'll be releasing Realms of Quest F- 5, or V, for the VIC-20. Uh, oh. Well, they're not finished with us yet, because as of this afternoon, they've also told us the new game called Winter Dane will be coming to the Commodore 64, between work by Saul C12 and JC Loningdale. Although there isn't much else to go on, double-sided games have said Dane will be a first-person rogue-type RPG with randomly generated levels that is going to be developed for the Commodore 64. Is there any further information you just have to wait and see? Best off following their Twitters is uh, what their response to that would be. So, But if you're into this, like I said, I, I mentioned a few guys earlier who'd be really into this. If you're into these dungeon-type crawler games, uh, definitely check this out. Coming out July 1st, Um, also there's lots of really good emulators out there for these older games so you might be able to get a ROM or something and play as well yes and next up oh we have Scottbot, it's it's Scott's butt plays a (laughs) plucky little robot and stops the Loch Ness Monster it's for the ZX Spectrum
1: I saw that I'm like whoa
0: Let's see if it loads up. Here we go. Whoa! Maybe. Oh, here we go. I want to get to the gameplay? Because well, that's what I'm mostly interested in. Now you have to remember that a lot of these ZX Spectrum stuff was either text or this, like just
1: whoa. Rinse Scotland of the virus of mankind. Well, okay. Oh,
0: good. Get that shovel. Yeah, you got that shovel. Now get. Now get. Go, go.
1: Yeah,
0: it's a platforming... I I like the colors the most. I I don't know why. I find the ZX Spectrum very intriguing. I love the color scheme that he uses. I don't know why, It just I do.
1: Just because,
0: yeah. I don't know, some charming about its nostalgic look of like I mean, it
1: definitely looked like a ZX Spectrum kind oh, of game. Yeah, that's for sure. All
0: right, so it features twenty-seven levels, uh, a lot of lives, and a lot of moving enemies to keep you busy. Uh, but, I mean, it looks like your basic platforming game. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't see it being horrible by any means. <laughs> trying to defeat the Loch Ness Monster as a robot. That, that's a different type
1: of uh,
0: premise. To I mean, I, I've,
1: uh, I've fought some bosses and I have to say the Loch Ness Monster's never really actually been one of them. No. That's true.
0: <laughs> oh, of course. We have some of the news that's the same thing that happened to Scott's News and just decided to vanish. Disappear. Yeah, for whatever reason. Bad news... I've got there. it. I know. It. I know it's there. All right. Let's see if I can come back to that. Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> for anyone out there who's looking to play Skull and Bones, it's not coming to E3, and it's delayed until next year. Huh. So, um, for anyone who's a big fan of uh, of pirates and that kind of stuff. That's what mm-hmm. Skull & Bones is going to be. Uh, it's uh, developed by Ubisoft, so it should be a really good game. My only issue that I have with Ubisoft to begin with is that I have to open up their own little platform thing to play their games. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to have one for God, one for Steam, and one for, like, Jesus, just <laughs> give me one. That's it. One for everything. That's it. That's all I want. There yeah, you go. Here's your million-dollar company idea. Somebody out there sitting on your butt with... Coding knowledge and stuff, go make a fucking multi platform thing that incorporates all of them. So you can just sign into one and they're all signed into automatically for you and you can just hold yeah. your games from there. Uh, anyways, uh, it's going to launch now in April 2020. The uh, delay uh, for new IPs is coming to have uh, evolutions of Creative Vision and this requires more development time. So, due to, I guess, conflicts in and what they want to do with the game, it's going to take a little bit longer. Gotcha. But, it's another game I'm looking forward to. I just hope that it's a lot better than, um, Atlas. Atlas, when that came out, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. I played for an hour. And I died for an hour. You're not... Like, the entire time, just dying over and over for a fucking hour. Okay, I'm dead. I, I died from being cold. All right. I know. I'm going to start a fire this time. All right, let's respawn. Yeah, I want to respawn this island. Right into the ocean. Uh I can see the island like a kilometer away from me, or a mile from you <laughs> Americans. And I'm just like, uh What? So I start swimming, and, of course, what happens? Oh, well, first you get these nice big wave swells that just drop you 20 feet back into the ocean each time. And then when you slam down, apparently that attracts, you know, sharks. So then you die there again, and then (laughs) you keep doing the same thing. And I get so mad that I keep fucking getting spawned out in the middle of the fucking ocean with... And then there's dolphins that want to kill you, too. What is wrong with this game? That is the worst... Anyways, I have more trust in Ubisoft that they won't make a shit show out of it. Hey, dolphins want to kill
1: you, man. They have their own purposes. let go. I'm not better than that. Moving on.
0: Yeah. Morrowind. Rebirth. Overhaul mod got a big update. Mm. So, for those of you who weren't to know... There was a huge overhaul mod for Morrowind called Morrowind Rebirth, which basically updates all the graphics, the look of the game. It looks fantastic. It doesn't have that weird foggy kind of look to it anymore. It looks very nice. And apparently it just got a huge, huge update uh, to the mod itself. All right, so... Uh, well, it remaps its settlements as well as it adds new equipment, creatures, and music. Uh, hit version 5.0 with uh update that its creators are calling by Fred Large 1 for Rebirth. Among the editions are five-player homes ranging from Cedrus to Mora Fungi Hill, uh, Caldera Darkstone Manor. There are also new locations like Aldruin Underground, and Ashlander Camp, new level uh, to the Yannith Danish... Danish hmm. Dunyasha Ruins, Jesus Christ, as well as overalls the look of several <laughs> existing locations. New varieties of skeleton, more enchanted items, new textures and models for plants, and even more. So, if you haven't played it yet, this is gonna basically make Morrowind look and feel brand new. If you have already played it, this is gonna be even better for you because you can look deadly. More shit for me to play with in Morrowind. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Gaming disorder. Oh, God. I thought you might have had this, actually. Gaming (laughs) disorder officially on the World Health Organization's list of diseases.
1: Oh, boy. I don't even
0: need to read anymore. I don't really care about reading anymore, other than what they (sighs) consider to be gaming disorder. But are you serious? Are you fucking serious? I mean...
1: I can see it, but... I don't know if I would consider it a disease, but I would call it an obsession. Like there are some people who have obsessions, but I don't know if it would classify it as a disease. But
0: those with gaming disorder may show impaired control over gaming, increasing priority given to gaming to the extent that gaming takes precedence over life interests and daily activities, and continuation or escalation of gaming despite the occurrence of negative consequences.
1: So, uh, so I, what I'm trying to get from this is that they're trying to classify the people that like will sit at like internet parlors or whatever, like you know those sort of internet cafes, I should say, and literally play themselves to death because they don't take proper care of themselves,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like. The, guy, the, the guys in Korea or China or whatever it was that, like, died playing Diablo 2 while he was at the, the internet cafe because he wouldn't eat. He wouldn't use the bathroom and stuff like that. He just... He played until his body just gave up on him. Which I can understand. I mean, I, I, I get the fact that there are these people who will do these sort of things, and... Wear are diaper. You're at an internet cafe. Order food. I mean... but That's that's apparently is what they're trying to get at is that there are these people who are so obsessed with what they're doing in their game that they don't think of these sort of things that they will go to the extent of saying you know forego using the bathroom or forego sleep or stuff like that like there have been like the twitch streamers who've lost their life because they're doing like the 72 hour gaming sessions with no sleep it's like Come on, guys! You got to know that that's not healthy. But there are some people who just like who don't who don't realize that hey, maybe seventy-two straight hours of playing games is not healthy for you. Ever? Never. There's no like, reason
0: that you should. Like a twenty-four hour stream, fun I can understand that you do it for a goal or for a big. Hey, I've been really? you know streaming on Twitch for a year, so I'm going to do a twenty-four hour stream. Cool. It's my birthday. I'm going to do twenty-four. Fine. They're not like,
2: "Oh, hey, my, it's my, my day, day
0: off, 24-hour stream." Hey, that. I got 3 days off. 72-hour stream. Like, no, man. Like that's you're, you're so, making streaming or playing games too much of your life then. Like,
1: yeah, that's kind of like I feel like that's what this is all about where they wanted to be able to classify this sort of stuff as, as a disease mm-hmm. so that people who will be who can see people who have that sort of stuff in their life, like, say I'm person A and I know my friend B has a gaming disorder where he'll like miss days of work or, you know, not eat or something like that because they're gaming for so long, we'll be able to be like, hey, this person has this disease maybe there will be something that we can do to help them or something like that We're being able to get like specific therapy just for this sort of thing, so I mean, I, I I understand it. So, I would say that this is something in like a day and age where gaming has become a large portion of entertainment. That I mean, I mean, even as like ESPN is covering like gaming now, where yep. I'm at work and ESPN is in a break room and there there it's on Overwatch League. Oh. So it's like even even like major stations cover gaming at this point. So it's like. We're in a day and age where video gaming can become part of people's lives to the point where they are not doing it healthily.
0: Yeah, just overabsorb more or less.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You gotta be able to f- make that fine line determination for yourself and know like what you shouldn't, shouldn't like how much you shouldn't, shouldn't be doing, and when right. you're taking time to you know if, if if there's ever comes a time that you say no, I can't stop playing this game to eat. Then I think that's when you have a problem. Or if you, yeah. I can't go to sleep right now because I have to play this game. That's a problem. Like you, yeah. you got to get that's, that sorted. There's, there's yeah. more time. You've got lots of time in your life to keep playing these games.
1: You know. uh, I know, is the gaming disorder classified as a mental health condition? But is the move premature? I don't think so at all. I don't think it's premature even, even a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think this is something that definitely needs to be addressed as a mental health issue or at a mental health level, I should say, I'm sorry,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that there needs to start being support groups or medical groups that are doing studies on this sort of thing. Because it, it you can classify it in the same way as, like, gambling. I mean, mm-hmm. or trust me, I know several people who have gambling disorders that absolutely ruined their lives. They're, you know, a friend of mine, when I used to work at, you know... Um, I worked at a local bar like 15 something maybe like less than 15 years ago but a friend of mine he was a really cool dude he was really supportive he was like just a great general guy but he had a gambling condition Mm
2: -hmm. to the
1: point where he was like stealing money from his girlfriend stealing money from work to be able to gamble and you definitely knew that you know regardless of the fact that whether he was a good dude or not he had a problem he absolutely had a problem and as as Gina saying in the chat, mental health issues really aren't supported enough. And I, I absolutely one hundred percent agree with that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That there needs to be more medical concern when it comes to mental illnesses that aren't just mainstream, oh, he's got PTSD or things like that. There are the world has changed a lot in the last fifty years. And the way that mental illness is dealt with now needs to be far more refined and needs to be taken far more seriously than it ever has been because there are just so many new things as in gaming or gambling or something i mean get like gambling addiction's always been a it's been a thing for a long time but like video gaming as a disorder does need to be addressed far more seriously and far more adamantly than I believe it is currently.
0: Mm -hmm. I completely agree. When it comes to the extremes, at the very least, yes. Mm -hmm. Alright, so we're going to move on to our next uh, topic here. I'm going to refresh that topic. Okay. Alright, moving on to another one. Playdate is an adorable handheld uh, with games from the creators of Quap, Katamari, and more.
1: See, I did see this, and I wasn't really, like, all that interested in going over it. Simply because of, like, uh, it looks cool, but its price tag is just...
0: Ridiculous. Yeah.
1: It's out there. It's like $150 American. Like, whoa, oh boy.
0: But it looks like it could rock some different features. This here, uh, I don't know why you're showing, like, this, this thing where you're making, like, a cartoon. I mean, that's cool and all. But I'd be like, let's do a fishing game. I would be playing the shit of a fishing game with that thing so fast. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I'm trying to see if they have any, uh, we'll release over time. Okay, so they they already have 12 games already pre-made for it. I'm trying to look and see, it'll cost 149 when it does come out in early 2020.
1: Is it is it supposed to be something you can program things into or seventy four
0: by seventy six by nine millimeters. So yeah, this thing is thin as hell too. Right?
1: Oh it's small, that's what I'm saying. It's well, like it feels a seven
0: inch display. It looks like a bit like a stretched out iPad nano.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Black and white screen with no backlight. Ooh. That's Oh, it's not backlit? Oh, I don't know. It depends on how good the reflective black and white screen is. Yeah. The like hand crank immediately slots into the side of the, the Crank doesn't power the handheld as you might expect. Instead, it's a new control option, like an analog stick with one way you can turn endlessly. All right. Anyways, Anim- let's go back to this other one, GTA Six. <laughs> what people are expecting from it. Um. Uh, Grand Theft Auto V has been one of the most successful game releases in the world, and even though we're still enjoying GTA Online, uh, if you haven't seen people role-playing that, that's the biggest thing with it right now, mm-hmm. it seems. It's not been nearly six years since the launch, which means a new one is only a few years or less away. Um, 2019, so don't get your hopes up. After a hoax release date in some fake pop-up ads spread across the internet, Rockstar came in to inform us that we wouldn't be seeing the game during the next year Mm. alright so uh, we're hoping GTA 6 announcement isn't too far away but we'll probably be waiting a while to play it according to some reports we could be waiting until 2020 for the next Grand Theft Auto which makes sense Rockstar supported GTA Online, the multiplayer component of GTA 5 since the game launched back in September 2013 with regular content updates, <clears throat> uh, they're now focusing on getting Red Dead Online running smoothly. Oh god, yeah, I could see that being a big thing.
1: Yeah, it's probably like they're probably just waiting for it to be like instead of releasing it for like PS4, they're just going to wait for PS5 to release more or less. Thing. I would say they're it probably makes, already
0: working sense. with the. Um, That's
1: exactly what Gene is saying.
0: Yeah, they're probably already working with the um, the system already. Probably, mm. probably building for it, so... Uh, but yeah, this is more or less just a defunct, all those rumors that, like, oh, it's coming out soon, or they're going to announce it soon. It's like, no, no, no. 2022. Like, 20, yeah. It's going to be a while away, yet.
1: PS, PS5. All right,
0: so, ooh, yeah. PS5. Alright, so, OUYA will be shut down for good on June 25th. This was what? one of the biggest Kickstarters ever, and uh, basically they were saying... Oh, this is gonna make like uh, the console kings, like Xbox and PlayStation, become like, you know, this is gonna be their biggest nightmares. Ooh, yeah, yeah. So much for that.
1: You wanna, you wanna know something? I didn't. I chose not to go over this for a simple reason. I actually did see this in the, and I chose to ignore this for a simple reason. I fucking forgot that they existed. Yeah. After the Kickstarter stuff, I forgot Ouya was even a thing. Because they didn't advertise. And so it's like, oh, Ouya's shutting down. I'm like, who? Oh, why? I forgot about those guys. So it's like, oh, they're... Who, who cares? Because it's like, could, do you know anybody who had an Ouya? Uh,
0: I knew a couple of people who had them, but again, like because they didn't advertise, everyone forgot about them. At one point, I wanted to get one. And I same as you, I literally forgot all about it because there were mm-hmm. more important things for me to buy or want. So yep. It's more or less their own fault that they went into the direction that they went.
1: I mean they got the Kickstarter was huge. They they were like almost nine million dollars, I believe yep. that they were. And and then just faded into nothingness. It's like didn't... can you tell me like what games were on it? They oh. didn't
0: get a, a crew of developers was a big issue. They didn't get, like I said, advertising and marketing and stuff they didn't do much with. It was their own fault. I mean, there, I it's could, not that the controller was bad. You. It's not like yeah. the, the system was horrible or anything. It's just they didn't.
1: I couldn't tell you out. any games that are on it. I couldn't tell you. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I know nothing about them. I remember we talked about their Kickstarter. Yep. I remember that when we did the first podcast that I, that we talked about the OUYA then. But it was like, what did they do? And I'm surprised that like it took them this long to shut it down.
0: Yeah, really though. But I'm not because surprised. Because
1: to be, like, completely honest with you, in like the five years between when we did the Kickstarter for this thing, and now, I had no memory of it at all. And I don't think I ever read anything about it at all. So, this thing being shut down is like. Okay, cool.
0: Alright, so. Uh, next thing I have is Mario Kart Tours Beta. Has arrived! Complete with plenty of microtransactions.
1: I. I want to be mad. I really do. I want to be mad at Nintendo for this. I... Uh, the problem with this... <coughs> the problem with Mario Kart Tour, I believe, is that it's going to be everything that we've wanted out of Mario Kart.
0: The way that they're actually showing this is that it's not stuff that I've been talking about with downloading new tracks, new characters, and stuff. It's buying new things to make your character better. Mm-hmm. It's literally saying uh, game features loot box styles, uh, uh, loot box style systems, where you spend virtual currency for a shot at unlocking new items, which offer different degrees of rarity and functionality.
1: Je- I feel this is the thi- that this is the thing. I feel this is going to be the Mario Kart we've always.
0: Kind of, yeah, but it's not going to be for... But they're going to fuck it up. They're going to keep it out on the fucking... Actually, no, what they'll end up doing is they'll do Mario Kart 9 and incorporate aspects that work with this, which maybe it's a smart idea. Maybe doing it on this handheld thing is smart. See what people actually enjoyed the most about this new stuff that they had. You know, your smaller amount of people, and if they like it, okay, let's bring it into Mario Kart 9 so that our bigger, you know, group of players are, you know, can take advantage of it there. So that we refine it better for them rather than like, hey guys, do you like this? No? Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, sorry. Let's try something else. You know.
1: But, I don't know. See, I don't know. It's just, for me, this is going to be like the, the, the I don't know. Having an Android Mario Kart, I think, is cool. I think having all of these microtransactions going on for a Mario Kart game mm-hmm. is just is just horrific. And the thing is, it's like I said, maybe not gameplay-wise, but content-wise, it's probably going to be the game we've always wanted, like, I, like mm-hmm. I've been saying. Yep. It's going to have all this stuff, it's going to have all the characters, it's going to have all the tracks and they're going to go about it the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And I really, I don't understand why Nintendo is continuing to go down this path. They're, I don't they, think they, they
0: need to bother with the mobile gaming on phones. See, but they have to waste their time and money and effort, this,
1: really. this is this is where Nintendo's headed. They've mm-hmm. already said that this is where they wanna go. They wanna go down the the, the the mobile the mobile path. And you can see it with games like Fire Emblem Heroes, who have already done this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and the Animal Crossing game. Uh, uh, the Animal uh, Pocket Camp, or, or, or whatever oh, yeah. it's called, that they've already done this, and they're gon- they're going down this microtransaction path. And the problem is, instead of giving us a game like Mario Kart Ultimate or something like that, where literally just everything is in the game, but it's going to take you fifty hours to unlock everything, they're going to go down this path, and they are going to ruin their franchise for the sake of microtransactions.
0: Yep. I really don't think that there's any need for them to even bother with mobile... I, like, you're fine with the, the 3DS guys, but if it's starting to fail, that doesn't mean, let's go play with phones. That means work on what always worked for you for years and years yep. and years.
1: And and the problem is, is that, like, the 3DS is still like their main thing. They haven't even—I don't—I don't believe because I haven't seen anything about it. They haven't said anything about making another new uh, handheld console. So the 3DS is here to stay for a while, hmm. and it just instead of supporting something like. A 3ds handheld like a new a new handheld like that which everybody would support trust me as soon as you just say hey here's a new handheld oh we're putting a new pokemon game on it you don't think that that shit would sell like hotcakes i mean come on let's be realistic here <coughs> but that's that i mean they nintendo themselves have even said hey we want to go down this mobile path mm-hmm. and they're like i said like I said before, they're just going to ruin franchises by doing it. And I hate the fact that the, the franchise that they're going to pick for their next one is Mario Kart. Yeah. Because we went over in the last podcast that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is the best-selling Switch game. It has like 13 million plus copies. Yeah. So why are you doing this? Why? What is the point of this? it is 13.8 million console games not not good enough for you guys make another Mario Kart game that just has everything do you want to watch a Mario Kart game sell 20 million copies do that
0: I've, I've already said make downloadable content for extra tracks extra characters and all that stuff Make it so that it's not like, oh, it's more unfair if you get... Th- th- in this, they're actually saying that it, you could unlock a character that's better for some tracks that's than cut. others. Which, yeah. to me, is fucking stupid. It's, as as mm-hmm. Gene said, they're pay-to-win card. I, I don't want that. You, there's no fucking need for that to be in any Nintendo game to begin with. But if you nope. just simply put in, hey, here's a new cup. Five dollars. Here's uh, a new set of uh, three characters. Five dollars. You're going to get your money, no problem. Those microtransactions, mm-hmm. you'll go all you can go all day long and people will love the shit out of those. But if you do just pay to win bullshit, yeah, no, people are going to get fucking upset about that stuff.
1: But you know the you know, you know the thing that sucks about this the most? It's going to work. Hmm. Because it's Mario Kart and people are going to pay for it.
0: Well, you can't and
1: do anything that's, about
0: what people want
1: that's, to do. That's, that's the thing about it. Mario Kart is such a historically huge franchise where the games are basically, like, uh, if there's been, like, maybe 10 Mario Kart games, I'm just going to throw a number out there. I really don't know how many that is there's actually. The Mario Kart, hey, I'm just throwing it out there. But all of them have been super good. All of them. I want to say, like, maybe one game has been, like, subpar compared to the others, but it's like, come on, just, just, mm-hmm. just, just make, make Mario Kart 9, give us everything, it's just, it's that simple, don't, don't do this to your fan base. don't do this, don't do this to your IP, don't do this.
0: I hope Gene doesn't mean Double Dash for the GameCube, because if he says that sucks, then he obviously doesn't play much Mario Kart.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I might have been talking about Double Dash, but <laughs> I didn't. I didn't like Double Dash as much as I liked a lot of the other ones. It just—I don't know. There was something about like the, the, the tracks that kind of turned me off on it, but. But also, but also, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm just saying it's not as good as the rest of them, like Mario Kart Seven or Mario Kart Eight. It did not perform as well, in my opinion.
0: That's where those but games it, derived from, though.
1: All the same. Right.
0: Anyways, we're not talking about that. So, anyways, <laughs> yeah, that's Mario Kart Tour and microtransactions.
1: Yeah, not looking forward uh, to that. No i for one as a fan of of mario kart since its inception like you have to understand like where mario kart sat sits for me as a in a horse stance like me my brother and like my parents friends kids this was an every weekend thing We would sit in their basement, and we would play Mario Kart. Mm -hmm. I I grew up with
0: every Mario Kart except for the one for the N64 as well. So everyone's going to have their own ones they like and dislike, and that is fine. Mario Kart 64, I would actually say, is one of the worst ones in my opinion. So there you go. Anyways, moving on because I don't have all the time in the world. Talk about Mario Kart. <laughs> uh, exclusive Everca- Evercade handheld is getting Earthworm Jim, Clay Fighter, and Midnight Resistance. Huh. Another new handheld system aimed at retro players called the Evercade. Rather than attempt to go head to head with the Switch, this pocket-sized marvel will instead focus on running old school games and will come bundled with a cartridge packed with classic Atari hits. The idea of playing Atari 2600 titles might not get everyone's pulse racing, but we can now exclusively reveal that more licensed cards are coming to the platform, and these are a lot more interesting if you're a gamer who grew up in the 80s and 90s. I think uh, that's
1: a cool idea.
0: Interplay card will include Clay Fighter, Earthworm Jim, Battle Chess, Boogerman, Dragon Wars, Incantation, and Titan. So that's actually not so...
1: What I'm, what I'm kind of looking at here is just like a, a ROM player, which I'm okay with. Yeah. As long as you're, as long as you're going to be able to get like the licenses for these games, I'm all about it.
0: Uh, Data East collection, which includes Bad Dudes, Burger Time, Midnight Resistance, Side Pocket, uh, Two Crude Dudes, Fighters History, Joe Mac Two, Karate Champ, Magical Drop Fighters 2, History. And of Burnham. all the games
1: that they're going to throw in there, Fighters History. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I I guess so. Fighters Fighters History for those that might not know is is a fighting game, and it was uh okay. I guess if I want to be nice about it, I mean there's a couple there's a couple games in there that I'd be like hell yeah I'll be all about mm-hmm. picking these sort of things up.
0: It all depends on how strong the system is and how. I guess prove it's, prove it's, it's it, worth versus it, it's, like a 3DS or a modded 3DS or something.
1: Right. How well How well can these... How well will these games perform on the system? Like, if you can make sure that these games are going to perform at the same FPS as they did on their consoles, then fine. I'm all about this. Just make sure that you get more A-list games and be able to... Continue to absorb games into your console that players are actually going to want to play. You mm-hmm.
0: know? Alright. Um, apparently, this is fun and new. Game Boy Color Watch. Game and videos have gone Boy. live. What? It's a watch that's a Game Boy Color.
1: <laughs> is, it, is it just cosmetic or? Uh, I don't it's think so. I think not actually actually, games it's on. not
0: actually. Not actually. What?
1: Oh uh, wait. Is it just cosmetic or is it? Is it just? It the looks Game like Playboy it is color?
0: cosmetic. Oh seriously. Okay, it's just the design. Oh know. that that disappointed me. Boo. <laughs> See, I, I try imagine, not to though? get ahead of myself with, with the news, because I want to make sure that like it's surprising to me, but this is actually more disappointing than I, did I see it. You
1: know, that would have been like, remember those Tiger Watch games that were just like... The, the Tetris freaking, like, watches, you mean, and stuff? Yeah. Those, those were things? awesome. Right? Uh, that would have been cool if that would have been what it was. It's just That's like, what was. I
0: thought it was. so I was so excited for it. Not I'm going to play Link's Awakening on my watch! Right? <laughs> You need your phone. No,
1: it's just a digital watch. Never mind.
0: Okay, and the The last <laughs> la- the last thing I have here is a release date confirmed for Shaq Fu and Legend
1: Reborn. Shut the fuck up. Come on. Why? Is that oh, supposed to be Shaq? I guess so. <laughs> this have you seen Shaq now? He don't look like that. No, I know he, he doesn't. But he's taken on. He's been spending too much time with Charles Barkley in his time. And he's starting to look like him. Hell no! How bad will this be?
0: But. compared to the, the, the other game? Oh, uh. it can't be worse.
1: Oh, oh, it could. Worse. It could be worse, but I don't know how. I don't know possibly how. It's
0: 3D, dude. You've you've seen what people can do with 3D games.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing. <sighs> like, when, it, when it went from like 2D to 3D sort of games like that, like just like in that sort of thing, look at, like, Double Dragon Neon. That game was awesome. Have you played Double Dragon Neon? Oh, yeah. That game was hey, Yeah, that game was awesome. According to Next Generation
0: Magazine, the original Mega Drive and SNES game includes everything a good fighting game needs. With the exception yeah, of like playability,
1: like Not being able to actually play, play the, play the fucking game, would be
0: heavily different from its predecessor, closer to a modern-day Streets of Rage, with Street Fighter Four mechanics, rather than a bizarre one-on-one fighter. And I'm just <sighs> like, wait, what does that mean? No. Now, no. Why are you changing things?
1: No, don't actually make me interested in this. Don't you fucking dare, Shaq Fu. Don't you do this!
0: So wait, if it's Streets of Rage combined with Street Fighter 4, does that mean, like, you're just walking down the street and you start fighting a guy, and if you punch him, like, more than three times, you get into, like, round one! And then you just, like, start fighting, and then you do the best two or three? Because that's going to be the longest game ever.
1: I'm I'm assuming that it's probably, like, a Streets of Rage thing, but you're going to have, like, fighting controls as if you were a Street Fighter character. Okay, well, that's cool. Which I think, actually, it sounds actually pretty cool. (sighs) Okay, reading what what Gene's saying over there, but Shaq Fu being great.
0: Uh, All I can say now is I have no trust in Gene's taste of games anymore. Sorry, Gene. When is it supposed
1: to be released? Set
0: up into a campaign in May 5th,
1: 2014. Wait. I just... The thought that I'm actually gonna be interested in something named shaq Fu, is just.
0: <sighs> oh, okay. They're waiting to develop it for the next. Wait, at least well, for the last generation machines with the Switch version replacing the previous Wii U port. It will slam dunk on the PC, PS4, and Xbox One this spring, in digital and retail format. So wait, now.
1: What? Um... So it's going to be a shock for the Switch. Oh. Stefan, why did you do this to me?
0: This is old as fuck news, too, by the way. Is it really? Yeah, I, I pulled it from a website that I think the, the guy rarely updates it. And when I'm reading this, this is February 2018. So now I'm more interested. Is this already out?
1: Oh, no. I'm. Oh, what is it called? <laughs> What's it called? Shaq-Fu, A Legend Reborn?
0: Shaq-Fu. Yep. Wait, what? On Steam? Oh, God. Oh, my God. God. It's already been 5th of June, 2018. So now we definitely have...
1: Oh, no. We have a reason to go
0: and play it now.
1: uh, It has a Steam Steam score of...
0: how did nobody know but How did no most, one say
1: anything about this? It's got mostly positive reviews. Oh, shit. Wait, this is this looks exactly like Double Dragon Neon, except with a fucking Black Fooster. This is exactly what it is. Hold on, I want to read some reviews. On-
0: That's the thing about opinions there, Gene. they They're opinions. <laughs> yours is uh, about worth about forty nine in Pakistan at best
1: <laughs> a small slice of pun filled pie can't say that there's anything about this game that was a disappointment other than its length I love the animation, story, the characters, and the jokes the game is a must own beat em up for all of you that love the, the genre if you aren't and want a good game to start with, laugh in the game. Or with the game is also good for that. the game. is No way it takes itself seriously <laughs> and even makes fun of itself, let alone things Shaq affiliated himself with. I also love the hand drawn transition scenes for bosses. It reignited oh. my joy of the genre, and I was looking for that.
0: I'm glad that I found Old News just for this. It's been out for almost a year, and we didn't even know. That that's mm. quality. <laughs> a four
1: hundred and fifty thousand dollar budget in three years of development for an okay two hour game. Sure.
0: All right. Well, I guess that pretty much that's it for us, dude. <laughs> that's all the news we have. Oh god. All right. Well, I had to end it with something fun like Shaq food. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Son of a bitch. You did this to me. You're going You've done now. this to me! <laughs> <coughs> Alright.
0: In any case... Well, hopefully we had... Uh, well, I've had a great night. Hopefully you guys had a good night as well and enjoyed the podcast. Um, yes. We will be um, putting it up on YouTube and Chat Engine and everything else this week, so look for it there. It's going up uh, multiple platforms now, so... And once we actually get, like, three episodes, apparently we can put it on iTunes and stuff, so it'll be there as well. Um, I'm thinking we are going to try and start streaming at an earlier time. We're going to try and start for 6.30 p.m. Eastern, maybe, just to give us that extra half an hour, because I think we both have that available, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. So uh, perhaps we'll do that. We'll start at 6.30 next week, everybody. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for uh, listening in. And, uh well I'm going to throw it over to who are we hosting after this week's podcast let's have a look
1: don't forget everybody we won't end it on Shaq Fu we'll end it on hey Scott forgot about Bloodstained it's coming out it's coming out June 18th the last and final time I will be allowed to talk about Bloodstained because the game is finally coming out and it's only four weeks away. I promise you, I won't talk about Bloodstained again. <laughs> I promise. I
0: promise. <laughs> Alright, everybody we're going to host up StormCrow 56k, throw up those Bomberman emotes. Mm-hmm. And look at Steve, loving those other emotes too, the toilet. in the room. That's awesome. Alright, have yourselves a good evening. We will see you again next Sunday at 6.30pm Eastern Standard Time. Have a good night. Right. Keep it real.